0: Good afternoon, everyone. Hope you're having an amazing day. Happy Saturday for you all. Marius, good to see you. Joel Boone, Android, of course. Captain CWP, Kenny, British Texan. Good to see you on the Go Crypto. Taxman, Ted Tom Rass6. Haven't seen you in a bit. Welcome back. And thanks. Ever Nando, Good to see you, too. What else we got here? Jack Oates. And we got Ivan, as well as... Uh, Tam Bark, I don't think I've seen you here before, Tam. And Joshua, um, I apologize if I pronounce your last name, uh, Jens Brook my apologies if I do. AAP, good to see you too. So, Denny, how you doing, man? Hope you guys are having a great weekend so far. We'll hopefully see uh, Colin in here very, very shortly, and then we'll get on rolling. It has been a week with lots going on. And just going to myself, just situated here real quick. CWP. I don't know if I gave you the mic there. I don't know if you're able to talk, but you're more than welcome to. And I see Jordovic is here as well, and Scott Sturgis. Who else we got here? Sazak's and the real Captain Futurist. CWP man.
1: How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'll be doing a lot better when I actually have a bathroom to use, as I think you're uh, aware thing. of.
0: <laughs> yeah, CWP sent me a picture of some uh, really creative plumbing work uh, in your bathroom. And I was like, I have never seen that before, man. <laughs> That's an understatement, creative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you can't make a, when you don't have a 90, you make one. Only you don't do it with like tools or anything like that. You just do it with brute force. <laughs> oh, man. And wonder why it leaks. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, what else is new with you, men?
1: I am right now taking a class online. I'm not going to pay for it for credit, but it's really fascinating um, on AI. And what AI and just a whole thing about what AI really is its future, how to do it, how to understand it, Um, and uh, this whole brain is being challenged, and I love it. Yeah, it's um, such a rapidly
0: growing industry. I mean, even just a couple years, I mean, ago, like AI was kind of really fringe stuff. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't think we really could see where it was going. As quickly as it's gone.
1: If anybody is interested in, in this, it's a, a Google-related class on uh, learning.edx.org, and it's free, or you can pay money to get credit for it. I appreciate that. Thanks for saying that. I
0: appreciate it. Yeah, I've, I've heard of some. Uh, I've uh, heard of uh, some Google classes that are very low cost or free. I actually did a bunch of classes with what was it called now? It was, I can't remember the name of it, but I needed to brush up on my math. And it was a free, um, it was called, what was it? Something University. I can't remember the name. I'll try and look it up. Udemy? No, no. It was um, Khan Academy. Have you heard of that one? No. K-H-A-N. And he actually got a, a big grant from the Microsoft Foundation. Um, for, uh, for all this work, he started, it was a really interesting story. I won't go too deep into it, but he started on YouTube teaching his, a relative of his, uh, some, some math, right. And so, because they were having a hard time and all that stuff. So he would do these YouTube videos for them, right. And so they would watch them and try to wrap their head around these math concepts, right. And he found out that other people were watching them and people liked them so much. He started doing more and more and more. And the next thing you know, of course, this is all for free. The next thing you know, it turned it just blew up, and so he has like these. You know, you can learn anything from there. You know, like from chemistry to you know mathematics, all all different kinds of things. I
1: it's just great. pulled it up, and it is interesting. Um, uh, there's six areas that they're covering, which are pretty um, uh, broad: math, science, computing, yep. economics, arts and humanities, and test prep for the SAT and other tests. Amazing. Exactly. Yeah. And I needed it because uh,
0: I was trying to apply to get into an apprenticeship and it's super competitive. So I needed to score as high as possible. And with the help of that, I scored into like 92 or 93 or something like that. And that gave me the edge because they only hired like I think 400 people applied. And I was one of like 25 people that I actually got in. So I was just you, know, you just got to just buckle down and just do it. Right. So, yeah, uh, a couple comments that I've seen in here. Please address the CoinGecko first. It's driving me nuts. I know what you mean, Evergrow Nando. It's really irritating. And you know, the thing is, you go into other cryptos and they work just totally fine. It's Evergrow and Lucro. I don't know. I, I tried doing a couple. You know, obviously the big ones work. Um, I did like Doge and uh, even like Squid SquidGrow works fine. Um, but for whatever reason, Evergrow and Lucro are, they don't show the right price, they don't show the chart, they don't show price. Uh, price action, like gain or loss or whatever like that. Uh, no volume either. Like, just It's really irritating and um, I don't know why that is. I'm sure if we were to talk to the team, they're probably already on it. I know Paul's big on that. So hopefully, um, maybe they'll stop in and uh, give us an update on that. That would be nice anyway.
1: Uh, I should uh, add, if I may, Steve, that sure. um, uh, because I trashed CoinGecko online on Twitter mm-hmm. um, and actually questioned their ethics um, as to whether they were being bribed. And then I find out, as I'm looking at my watch list and portfolio list on CoinGecko, that our two are not the only ones. There Honey. are some others. Okay. Um, I, I didn't actually go through and and total them up, but I think I saw probably close to a dozen that wow. are so the same, same exact thing. I wonder if they're non-paying
0: customers. Even though they show a price, and I wonder if they're non-paying, and that's and there, so they're this is you know, maybe maybe it's
1: nothing to do with that. I have no idea,
0: but um, but you know, I think they do charge if you want to have a premium listing. I believe they do charge,
1: and and it's really sad to me because CoinGecko is has been the best aggregator of prices. Mm -hmm. I agree. uh, so so you get a really general, a good general sense of the price rather than getting the inflated prices that you get from some of the other quotes. Right. Is CoinGecko owned by CoinMarketCap? Do you know? No, I don't know. Interesting.
0: Okay. I don't know. You know, there's only a few big players in these kind of spaces. So I didn't know if CoinGecko was independent or if they were owned um, by them or not. Moon Android, how you doing, man?
2: Hey guys, I'm doing good. How are
0: you guys doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, how's things going with you?
2: I'm all right. Uh, been a busy week or a couple of weeks because I'm getting ready for uh, you know prepping everything for the Linux guy launch and the the new NFTs I'm making the crypto mechas. man. There's just so much work. My God, every yeah. time I go back to it, I'm just like,
0: wow, what did I get myself into? Especially with that hard drive issue you had, It uh, didn't help matters, did it?
2: Oh, yeah, that that was, you know, that was just a uh, uh, screw you on top just to, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm over it. It's fine. Yeah.
0: Oh, man.
3: Persan, how you doing? Good. I'm good. How are you guys?
0: I'm very well. Yeah, we're just waiting for uh, for uh, Colin to get loaded up here and then we can go ahead and... and uh, it's been a few months since we've interviewed him and I'd like to get an update on his business and how things are going. Did you have any questions in the meantime or anything like that?
3: Yeah, I have one.
0: What's that? Go ahead.
3: Yeah. uh, The question is, uh, I know that if you want to try to figure out the market cap, you multiply Mm -hmm. the current price by the current uh, circulating supply. But two things. I can't find the... Circulating supply of Lucro, uh, that's mm-hmm. question number one. And question number two: If you want to say like, okay, what if the, what would be the price, if the, the market cap would be like ten billions? How do you do the math? Because it,
0: I've always done it's very simple. Like it's it's total circulating supply times price is equal to your market cap um cody i brought you up here and uh, hope you have a good day and you're more than welcome to answer that question if you like hey steve hey steve can you hear me cody yeah how you doing today man thanks for being here hopefully you can hear us okay
4: yeah doing good thank you so much how are you doing
0: good there might be a bit of a delay so my apologies
4: yeah, I may need to leave and come right back. I can I can hear myself just slightly. Um, no worries. I didn't catch his question. Actually, I was connecting. So
0: it was a question related to uh, market cap. Person, um, if you want, go ahead and answer, ask it a question.
3: Yes, I learned uh, how to get the mark to you know to find out the market cap. But if you want to say, let's say it's ten billion, how do you find that? What's the math? You know, not the actual market cap, because then you just multiply the current price by the current circular in supply. But if you say, OK, let me imagine it's 10 billion, then at that point, there's no that, that that's not a real price. So how do you find it if you want to, you know, like make believe that it's 10 billion Yeah, I think I understand.
4: Um, Are you trying to just calculate market cap uh, based off a particular number? Is that
3: what you mean? Yes, based on 10 billion. How do you do the math, then, please?
4: Well, as far as I know it, you're just multiplying the total number of coins um, in circulation by the current market price of each individual coin.
5: Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly. So in our case, we have 100, for Lucro, 100 billion is a circulating supply. If you multiply that by whatever the price is today, 4075, I think it is something like that, you will get a market cap roughly 7.5 million, if I'm not mistaken.
3: Yes, exactly. It would give you that. But if you want to say it's 10 billion, you Mm -hmm. know, not the actual, something that you're dreaming. Oh, yeah. At at that point, what would be the price Mm -hmm. of any? By the way, if I'm wrong, correct me, please hundred billion is the total supply of lucro not the Correct. current i don't i can't find the current circulating supply
0: so the obviously the project uh, is sitting on some tokens so not all of the circulating supply is in circulation um, but they are in held in wallets right whether they be your wallet or mine or or the, or the teams so this is a really easy number so 100 billion if it was at a dollar it would be worth a 100 billion market cap if it was ten billion, then you just basically add a zero, right? You know, so it's now it's ten cents. So your dream bag, if let's say you had, you know, let's say I don't know, Say you had a um, hundred million uh, lucre, right? At ten cents, that should get you uh, what is that? Uh, but is that ten million bucks? Or am I doing the math wrong? I think I'm doing the math. Yeah, I think that's right. Ten million bucks. So if you had a hundred million.
2: I think, I, think, I think he means, like, if uh, market cap was to be, uh, as, as his example, $10 billion, yes. then there's no way the price would be what it is now. So what would be that price? I think that's his question. But I don't think there's a way to answer that.
3: Exactly. Yeah. That's, what I, that's what I mean. A right. $10 billion would be a $0.10. Cents. Yes.
0: Exactly.
2: But I,
3: I made it up through math unnecessarily, not right. straight to the point. And Even a, and then you out.
0: just I, I just kind of do it in my head, you know, just because I know a hundred. If it's a $1, dollar, it's a hundred billion. It's a hundred billion market cap, and you know, if it was one penny, then that's a one billion dollar market cap, right? And we know Evergrow went to one point five ish, I believe, market cap billion. So technically, one and a half cents. If LUCRO did the same thing, that's you know, and you had X number. yeah. Hope that helps a little bit.
4: Big giant people. numbers
0: yes, exactly. It's a lot of work to get to those those numbers, but um, as long as you have the utility behind it, that's what basically determines well you know it's not always that way, right? We have meme tokens that mean absolutely nothing they've They've said that you know they, they don't have any utility at all, and yet they do remarkable things in the market. The market is fickle, um, so yeah just goes to show I you. mean the
2: lucre has been going up right recently
0: yeah, exactly, yeah. So that's it's kind of we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but um, I went ahead and gave Colin uh, an invite to co host. Hopefully, he'll get that in a second. And uh, while we're waiting there, Cody, how is your week going? Oh, Steve, my friend, my week is going good. Uh,
4: just really busy, um, you know, professionally and personally. But uh, yeah, going really, really good, my friend. How about yours?
0: You did very, very well. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, my wife's out of town today. Um, well, she'll be back next week. And, um, yeah, so she's having, visiting some, some family and friends and so, you know, having a good time. She's actually not too far from you actually. So, uh, so yeah, it's, um, it's kind of weird being in the house by yourself. <laughs> well, I mean, I got the dogs and all that <laughs> stuff and, yeah. know, and, our, and our son and stuff like that, but it's just weird not having her around, you know?
4: It is all those years, you know, like living on my own. And then you, you know, you, you, you get a family one day and you're yeah. like, Oh, cool. Now I live with people and you adapt to that. And mm-hmm. then there's a moment where maybe you're there by yourself. They go out of town. You're like, wait, I remember this. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. So let's see here. I gave him. It's weird. Uh, Colin, if you're on, um, just so you know, if you're on desktop, um, I I heard that that uh, Spaces may work now, um, but the um, best case is mobile. Mobile always works best with uh, Spaces. Um, I see you requested, but I've given you the. I'm going to go ahead and cancel the Coast invite, and I'm going to try and bring you up again. Give me one second. I'll try that.
4: Wow! So they implemented uh, Spaces now for desktop.
0: Yeah, I saw that it actually works, too. It's kind of interesting. my goodness, I'll have to try it out. Yeah, Yeah. cool. It's so funny,
2: because what you would expect to be the easiest way to implement that, which would be on desktops, took so long.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's kind of weird, Um, and I don't know why it took so long.
4: I'll tell you, more than ever do I not judge development. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) More than ever. I'm like, wait. Yeah, I don't you know why a, it took so a long. Better
0: understanding now more than ever, right?
4: Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> oh man, it's so funny because Moon, what you just said, you know, I I think on one side of the coin and then on the other side of the coin, I'm like, I'm scared to even think it, you know. I'm like oh, <gasps>
2: You can judge him, Cody. You can judge him. You don't have the billions they have, you don't have the manpower they have. So oh, that's true, yeah.
4: that's true. And the decades and decades behind them. Yeah, yeah. So let's judge him. Judge them.
0: <sighs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny, yeah. Interesting. Looks like Colin's having a little bit of issue trying to connect here. I'm going to try one more time, see if we can bring him up. Christopher Eigner, how are you doing? I haven't spoken to you in a while. Hello, at first. Uh,
6: job search. Still searching. Job search. Very unlucky, also from interview to interview going, but not taken. Yeah, because I can save three months now mm-hmm. unemployed from the moment where I got dismissed with the untrue allegations in the disciplinary hearing. Yes. Um. Reason what i why I'm now speaking is two things. At first, I want to mention this burn from this week from the Evergrowth is not mentioned with a burn from last month in the in the um, burn wallet at, at bscscan.com. Uh, somebody must have a look on it. Yes. Also let's say um, there was the burn on Safe Moon Dave is shown, however, not mm-hmm. BSC scattered. Somebody is looking, yes. Um the 215 million egc are not shown there. Yes, that they are um uh, that somebody could please take a look on it and the second thing is to cody cody um do you think we release in the next two weeks thank you hey christopher guten tag
4: always good to hear from you hello hello Hello, um yeah (laughs) hello (laughs) yeah so uh great question Um, i i you know i can't answer that you know i won't answer that (laughs) i will just say a great question Uh, I don't want to dive straight into talking about Luna yet. Whenever Steve is ready for that, we can. But I will say uh, things are going great. You know, we're putting in the hours as we always have. Um, We are right there at the cusp as we have been, but now we're on that very final list of items. The uh, list isn't very large, it may look large to somebody that's not familiar with how the list works and how the workflow of it is but it's not um it's going good yeah final items getting chipped away right now so very close
6: the reason why i'm saying this is the following because look when the cost or let's say the price for lucro is going up yes the so people get interested they expect something we should rush in this moment uh, honestly because they really want to see something this is no trust for the coin yeah. No, I'm
4: with you. That makes sense. You know, and you're right about that. I think, you know, it goes up, people want to, the more people want to see uh, something come out. Um, but we're not going to rush it. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, we're closer than we've ever been, right? <laughs> I know that sounds kind of funny, but it's true. So, yeah, we're almost there. Thank you, Cody. See you. Thank you, Christopher. Bye.
0: I don't know if uh, I was trying to uh, communicate with uh, Colin real quick just to figure out what the issue was going on. Did you uh, answer the question regarding the the uh, two hundred and was it fifty billion? Oh. Two hundred forty billion?
4: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Christopher, I saw you talking about that earlier in the uh, Discord. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'd have to look into it. Yeah, could
6: we'll not, not shown. Could Yeah. The,
7: the, there's no way you can catch that transaction. It's an internal one from the contract, so there's no way to 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 see it on BSC Scan. Yeah. You. The only way you can see let's say the burn you 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 just go to let's say holders on bSC scan top one is the uh, dead wallet and you will see the quantity of tokens that the dead wallet is holding that's actually how uh, the um, save Dave like the the table is being updated um it's uh, you know it's keeping history of the total tokens burn but as a transaction eh, you won't catch it it's a tricky one it's it's internally through the contract yeah you if if i send right now tokens to the debt address and actually burn them you will see that but if the contract is doing it you you will not yeah otherwise they have to be taxed and stuff like that and everything. I don't know what kind of magic they did with the contract, but I tried and I never found a you know um buyback transaction being done. It's um I, I'm not that deep into it. I don't know the mechanics behind it, but I never caught it. Yeah, I
5: think yeah.
4: I, figured but, it but, I if it was
7: but you you, you yeah. can see you can see the amount of um, bnb being added to the liquidity pool which you know is yeah. uh is a legit you know burn
0: can you guys hear me now thanks yeah i can hear you there Ooh, how are you doing colin good good how are you guys doing very very well thanks for being here today
8: no no worries no i didn't mean to cut you guys off so you can finish what you were saying
0: No, nah, <laughs> no problem at all you bet Thank you for being here today. Really, really appreciate it. It's been a minute, so thank you so much. I appreciate it. Good. So we'll um, we'll get rolling in here into uh, this space. So what do we call this now? Is it now the X space? Now that we're you know we're in X space. X space oh my now. gosh! Yeah.
5: <laughs>
4: Good point. <laughs> uh, I would like to say really quick, Steve, if I may. Um, sure. Congratulations, man! Fifty Aww. spaces, y'all. Let's give him some applause. Big applause out there. Yeah. Yeah, man, this is your 50th spaces, and that is a hell of an accomplishment. And we all from staff to community can't thank you enough, my friend. So thank you so much for all the time, the effort, you know, organizing, putting these together. We all know it's a lot of work. Um, and uh yeah, man, we thank you so much. It's your 50th space. Congratulations. So Great really job. Appreciate
0: it, buddy. Yeah, I hope it helps a little bit, you know, and it just keeps you know, I like I said before, you know, I like doing these spaces because you know, we we bring everybody together, and, and people have questions or concerns. We can all address them right here, right? And uh, we give this kind of focal point of everybody to come together, and we have common shared values, which is EGC. And uh, so, we might as well just do it, right? And um, I can't believe, honestly, I'm surprised. Like 50, it just seems so hard to even for me to to really grasp right now. Just it seems like we just started. It just kind of feels weird, and it just feels like it just started doing this. Yeah, two weeks. You'll have been doing this for a year straight. Everybody, he does
4: this every single weekend, fifty weeks in a row. We we talked about last week the work and effort it takes behind the scenes for Steve to put these together because not a lot of people are aware of that. He doesn't come in and improv these spaces. Sure, there's some some improv moments and some off off the cuff moments, you know, um, as there should be, uh, but. He's very organized when he comes to these, and that takes a lot of prep, you know, and a lot of work. So, man, fifty spaces—I'm just proud to be here every week. I'm sure everyone else is, um, and we're—we are more than proud to have you as the official Evergrowth Spaces guy. So there we go. I
1: appreciate it. Thank you so much. Really? I want to give you props to the your YouTube videos too, because I know those are a heck of a lot of work for you. Oh, great it.
4: call out. Yeah, everybody go and subscribe to Steve's YouTube channel. He puts all of these up there with additional info, too.
0: You bet. Last week was a little, um, for some reason, my software was not cooperating with me at all. I was trying to put up kind of like informationals, you know, and I mean visuals, and I don't know what was going on. Um, I think the, uh, I don't know if we were a Mercury retrograde or what was going on, but uh, yeah, it wasn't working out. So it was a little thin, but I'm going to try harder for the 50th for you all. So, um, yeah, welcome everybody to, uh, space number 50. What an incredible journey. I mean, it really been, is just being with you here every single week. You guys are so incredibly supportive and I just want to thank you for all the contributions that you do for Evergrow. Um, right now we got, uh, Michael Preble in here. He's actually, uh, time stamping these for, uh, for you guys on YouTube so that, um, if you wanted to go and find certain spots within the, uh, within the videos, you will, with his, uh, of me, with his help, be able to find them. So uh, it's little things like that, that, you know, just make a huge difference. And so thank you for doing that. Really appreciate it. It's Denny's Giveaways. It's, you know, Hyper Beam and Drake over in, in Discord. It's Noah on Telegram. It's Cody uh, working with the devs. It's Marius and all the people that come together that make Evergrow such an amazing space. And so that I want to thank you guys because um, without you guys, I wouldn't be here. So thank you. So normally um, we got to kind of go into talking about news and scams and all that stuff. Uh, we get to that a little later, but first we want to, of course, welcome uh, our guest that we haven't had in a very, very long time. Please, everyone, welcome CEO of Abstract VR Objective Reality Games, Colin Rose. Colin, thank you so much for being here today.
8: Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, when when you guys mentioned uh, a few weeks back having me on i thought it'd be a great way to catch up with everybody you know it's been it's been hectic over here it's been wild so it's been uh it's been tough to keep up on on updating everybody on on where we're at and what we're doing so this is a great way for me to to touch base and let you guys know what we're up to
0: you bet you're welcome you're welcome here anytime and um we're more than happy to jump on your spaces too when you have them so yeah, um, 2023 has been a pretty busy year for you um, so I'm wondering kind of personally, how are you doing?
8: I'm doing great you know like you said, it's been a really just wild year for us very, very busy. so you know my mental health has been priority number one. I, I have to make sure I'm not uh, overexerting myself and, and taking on too much, which unfortunately is is where a lot of our customer facing uh, marketing is taking a hit because a lot of what we're doing isn't really that focused on the consumer customer right now. So, uh, a lot of behind the scenes work, partnerships, and things going on that uh, that have been really, really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I, I did a little bit of catching up on the. I'm sorry, I get a bit of, going to
0: here for a second. Sorry, get a bit of a background um, from my mic. Um, so I did a little bit of catching up on kind of what you've been up to. So I know you have ongoing partnerships with three universities, uh, partnerships with AWS and NVIDIA, and I think in April you Objective Reality Games was profiled on uh, Spectrum One News in Columbus, Ohio. Then I saw on June 1st you did a first commercial partnership with uh, for Karate Do: The Way of the Empty Hand, and then on July 10th I think you started a 30-day virtual game design camp. So it's just like a lot going on over there. So congratulations on, on all of that work. That must be, I mean, I don't know how you do it, honestly.
8: But. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I mean, hearing that out loud, it does sound a little, uh, a little much, <laughs> but no, it's um, the game design camp was really fun. We, we partnered with Ohio university. And uh, and taught some kids how to make video games, and uh, and that was that was a really cool experience. We had one on location event where we went up to the university and actually taught uh, in person, and then the other two camps that we did were a more informal, um, virtual camp where it was three days a week, a couple hours a day, and we were just kind of going through how to set up a project in Unity. Uh, we stuck. We didn't. We didn't do any VR development it was all 2D platformer kind of development but uh, the kids had a great time uh, and i think if you go to objectiverealitygames.com you can actually play the game that the kids made over the summer camp uh, it was really really fun but uh, but yeah we've got those partnerships with universities are are really important to us because we are uh, working toward a lot of research and development grant funding and uh, And having a university partnership is is pretty key to uh, attracting that funding at, at a federal level anyway. So uh, you know being that a lot of our our technology is in cloud computing and uh, and with with artificial intelligence really starting to ramp up now, um, the platform has a unique uh, position in that we can we can deliver those cloud computing resources necessary to do those those uh, artificial intelligence algorithms and uh, and whatnot on on a standalone device which is proving to be a really uh, key role that I think the abstract is going to play moving forward um, but yeah it's it's been a whirlwind this year for sure
0: but back when I heard about abstract VR at the very beginning um, you know obviously you know focused on VR gaming and all that stuff Can you maybe describe how your business has changed over the last, you know, six months to a year or so in terms of the business model for Objective Reality and Abstract VR?
8: Sure. Yeah. So I think that's something that I've not caught a lot of you guys up on. Uh, And again, apologies. It's just been a crazy, busy time. But uh, but essentially what's what's happened is that uh, toward the end of 2022, we went live with our consumer gaming Application and for those that that don't um, haven't been following along with that, it was it was on this secondary marketplace called uh, uh, SideQuest VR. So you couldn't download the application directly from the MetaQuest store, um, which which meant that a lot of our casual gaming potential customers uh, were not able to access the game streaming platform because it's it, it requires a little bit of technical uh, knowledge to put your headset into developer mode and, and do a few setting changes before you're able to download <laughs> these secondary marketplace apps. So it's it, it was a struggle for us um, to, to try to build that customer base and uh, without getting too in the weeds as to what's going on with that. Um, I can say that that we've had some intentional roadblocks put in our way uh, to to get into this native headset marketplace. Um, Essentially, uh, we're pretty confident that Meta wants to control access to cloud streaming within their marketplace, just in a nutshell. So. You know We've we've kind of had to rethink what that means for the abstract, and I'm, I'm happy to say and excited to, to announce uh, that we've found a workaround for that. Um, I can't get into a lot of the details as to what that means right now, unfortunately. We have a, a very high-profile partnership that I'm going to be announcing here pretty soon That uh, that's going to have a workaround for us uh, that's, that's really exciting on the consumer front. So, so that has not been abandoned by any means. It just had to go on the back burner while we figured out our workaround to get into the, the casual gaming consumers headset. Um, but during that process, we reevaluated what our priorities were at, the, at you know immediately um, and we found that the industrial and military customer was, was where we were really seeing the, the most immediate need and benefit. So we we kind of shifted gears. And if you go to our LinkedIn page, or if you go to ObjectiveRealityVR.com right now, you're going to see that a lot of the messaging has changed to that military industrial uh, customer, because, you know, clearly the, the abstract has a lot of utility for being able to to deliver these massive uh, training environments in the cloud, streamed to the standalone headset so that, you know, at the base or at the the factory, they just need a headset and then an internet connection. And they can connect to these experiences in the cloud. They don't have to have the infrastructure. They don't have to have the staff on location to, to manage the servers and whatnot. So that's, there's a lot of value there. And so we've, we've put a lot of our energy into uh, facilitating those partnerships and growing those partnerships. Um, Over the summer, we were uh, approved for funding by the Air Force, which was really exciting for research and development into growing our platform within their um, secured cloud. Uh, However, unfortunately, by the time it got to where they were going to be divvying out the funds for R and D funding. We didn't make the cut, <laughs> so we were approved but not funded. Uh, so that was that was kind of kind of disheartening. But uh, the good news there is that they've done their due diligence. They approved. They said our our technology is sound. They they like what what we're doing, and we are able to reapply at the next round of funding um, to to start to build that secure cloud. VR system for the military. So um so that you know just kind of a side sidebar there is to the military application but uh something you alluded to there earlier is our current big project which uh we're really excited about is our uh, way of the empty hand partnership and due to some some potential for copycat applications and and things going on. I can't get into a lot of the details as to what what is going to make that really exceptional, but I can say that it takes full use of our cloud resources and it's a way for us to showcase the capabilities of the abstract uh, to other potential customers. So uh, something you mentioned earlier was artificial intelligence and um you know we're we're able to harness that into an AI driven um uh, interface where the, the user is going to get this realistic kind of engagement um so so really really exciting and again I, I will have more to say on that once we uh get some of our intellectual property nailed down but uh but to keep it kind of vague that's that's essentially what what that application is so uh and you know you said there that we've we've had a few um a few press related things that we were on the the news one, another one that I think if anybody has time to read I was I was pretty excited about we were uh featured in Tech Ohio uh for our technology which is uh, essentially the Ohio Department of Developments um press release branch so they wrote a big piece about what we're up to and, and kind of highlighted it as a as you know ohio being a center for tech growth and and things like that so that was pretty cool
0: i saw actually um thank you for sharing the demo of the way of the empty hand with me on uh, discord and hold on let's give me uh, permission to release that video uh that will be on the youtube version um it's a quite a large file so it, you know because i can't share it here but um really fascinating and one thing i learned from just watching that is it just takes advantage of what vr can really do and my comment in that was like wow here we are in this kind of demo of like of this very simple let's get started how do we like in this in in, in karate like how do we master the very basics first and can you maybe go into detail about that a little bit
8: yeah i mean again i want to steer away from getting too in detail about about how that's going to happen but you know if for anybody that's listening that's taken martial arts there's everything's important the way that you make your fist the way that you interact with your instructor it's about instilling discipline and, and understanding the intricacies of the moves. And, um, you know, it's a mental engagement just as much as it is, as it is physical. And so through that uh, artificial intelligence focused instruction and, and some of the other technologies that we can leverage because we're not relying on the headsets processing power because we can run and render these massive algorithms in the cloud. We can deliver this realistic high fidelity, you know, you're getting the muscle memory, you're getting the the actual, um, you know, you're, you're, you're getting the feeling of being in these classes. So, um, you know, and again, I don't want to get into too much of that because we just want to be careful about what we put out there to the, to the public before uh, we've got everything copywritten and whatnot. But.
0: Um, that's really good. Yeah, I appreciate it. Now, with the, with the commercial and military aspect, it, where do you see the most value to be gained from your client in terms of uh, virtual reality?
8: Well, the, um, the military customer... Is looking for <clears throat> the fastest way to train um, effectively. So, so what we can offer is these realistic, you know, high fidelity uh, virtual spaces where, you know, for instance, um, the the army could have a simulated battle. Um, and and tie in the air force, so the air force and army can be in one simulation together, and and actually play out these tactics in a virtual environment that um, that you wouldn't be able to do if if they were not in the cloud. Um, so you get that. You also get the ability to to ship a, a headset <clears throat> to an individual. Um, maybe add a forward, forward operating post that uh, isn't near any other base, but you need these soldiers to know the most recent adaptation to a piece of equipment. You can, you can change that in the cloud. It instantiates across the network and then every soldier, regardless of where they're at is getting the same information at the same time. So Instead of flying that soldier to a base a thousand miles away, so that they can learn in person or they can make sure that they understand it, (laughs) you can you can have that sent to them. You know, regarding you know, as long as they have a fifty megabyte or better internet connection, you can get that information anywhere, anytime. Um, So that that's the biggest value. It's the it's the logistics and the timing. So you can cut down the amount of time it takes to train, and and you don't have to shuffle people around. Um, so that's in the military, that's the biggest value that we see, um, on the industrial side, we are, uh, we're looking at creating pre-employment training simulators. And what I mean by that is say for a factory who has a high churn rate where they're hiring people and they're having trouble keeping staff, they spend a lot of time and energy training these people on location and spending a week of orientation just to get them on the floor. And then they fall, fall off a couple weeks later. (coughs) So what we can do is we can cut down the time it takes to train by creating a realistic VR simulation of the job function. So you're, you're learning how to push the buttons on the machinery. You're learning how to load, you know, whatever the equipment is. And uh, that way, when you show up to work on day one, You've got the muscle memory to do it. You you know how to do the job function, and you hit the ground running from day one. So, um, so it really does add value to that that factory or that that industry partner in that way. Um, not not to mention, there's there's a lot of other implications to creating these digital twins of of factories. There's uh, ways that they can run simulations on catastrophic events and, and different things like that.' There's, um, there's a few different ways in which we can we can really be beneficial to the industrial partner. Uh, and I guess while we're on that topic, if anyone in our listening audience happens to be in a position within a facility that could use something like this, um, you know please reach out. We're, we're in very early stages with a few different industry partners right now. And we're always looking for more partners to help us prove out this tech. Um, You know, for anybody that wants to look up that might be in these positions um, there's what they call educational or sorry, gamified education, educational gamification, however you want to say it. Um, It's, it's a technique that is instilled through learning a job function in a gamified way. And there's, Uh, plenty of science to prove that someone who learns in a gamified way retains information at a much faster rate than just watching a video or, or what have you. Um, So we're trying to showcase that. We're trying to get some, some hard data behind the value of that. Um, So, you know, again, we're still pretty early, early stage in it, but uh, you know, you got to start somewhere.
0: Absolutely. And I was, you know, when I was first writing this up, um, I was thinking for the potential for VR in high-risk environments, such as like explosives or radioactive environments. For example, let's say in a SWAT environment, disarming a disposal uh, of, let's say, um, explosives or something like that. You know, you need high dexterity, precision, and these skills will often only come with that hands-on experience. Um, so obviously this VR system can probably go a long way in all kinds of first responder situations uh, for advanced training I imagine
8: oh absolutely and, and you know if you look there are simulations like that today right it, the, the problem that you run into with these current simulations that you see in use at police departments or even in the military is um, they're they're pretty typically lower fidelity which means the the character models are kind of cartoony the atmospheres are kind of cartoony um, and you notice that the headsets are attached to computers, and there's cables and cords everywhere. and And along with that is the fact that if you want to train someone on that VR system, you have to fly them to that base. You have to fly them to that that precinct. You know whatever the case is, it, it's stationary. It stays right there because the servers and everything that runs it is on location. So you have to have the technical staff that knows how to to manage the system. You have to uh, maintain all the hardware. What we're offering through the abstract is the ability to remove all of those components. And all you need is the standalone VR headset, meta Quest 2 or equivalent style headset and a 50 megabyte or better internet connection. And you can have those simulations anywhere that you need them. Um, and something along along those lines that we are still working to flesh out is the integration of IoT devices, meaning Internet of Things. So, um, you know, accelerometers, uh, weapons that are integrated into a, a computer, we're, we're trying to find the best way right now um, to connect those to the cloud so that there's no latency for anybody that's, you know, techs. Technical or enough to be listening right now. I guess that uh, on a little ta- tangent about some things that we're working on in the background that are going to make this um, pretty revolutionary, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. You know, you actually had in your uh, website a study from YouGov from 2022 showing data regarding people's overall interests in VR, things like video games, watching sports, attending live performances, movies. Even shopping, and the data was sampled from 17 countries, I believe, including like Australia, Great Britain, Singapore, United States, many others, and, and with VR in these activities, there is a growth between three and roughly about 13 percent, depending on the activity, in just one year, which I thought was really impressive. Um, so the public can clearly see the value of using VR and how it can kind of complement the user experience did this kind of data surprise you at all? Um, Or did you expect it to be less or more or do you have it? What were your thoughts on that?
8: It it did kind of surprise me when I read that, uh, that article, which is why I shared it. You know, it, um, what we saw last year was a firestorm of interest in VR, quote unquote, metaverse. Right. And that, that did a disservice to virtual reality just as an industry, because there was all this hype about something that was not delivered on, couldn't be delivered on. Um, billions of dollars pumped into this idea, which is a sound vision. That you know, That's what the abstract was set out to be, is this virtual environment where all of these interactions can happen seamlessly uh, in a digital space. But it, you know, it backfired and caused a lot of negative press to happen. And so when I read that article and seeing that people are actually, you know, tangibly becoming more and more interested in virtual reality as a way to experience media or game or, uh, you know, industry and, and military applications, it um it really did solidify my belief that there that vr is still in its infancy it has a lot of a long way to go but there's so much potential in every single sector um to to be gained by integrating vr into um you know the current model so it was really eye-opening to see and um yeah yeah it was it was it was cool
0: the last time I think we had you on, we were talking about funding. And I think you, you had gone through WeFunder, which is uh, kind of a crowd crowdfunding source, I believe. Um, are you still accepting any investment in your business at all, or is that more like done?
8: That, that crowdfund's over. It ended in September of last year. Um, we are in the beginning stages of ramping up for a seed round. We haven't decided if that's going to be exclusively venture capital, or if we are going to do a crowdfund component to that, um, I'll have an answer to that in October. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we raised successfully with, I'm sure a lot of people on this call uh, with your help. So thank you all for, for your commitment. Um, and that got us to our prototype of the abstract that got what you see on uh, SideQuest VR Made what made that possible what made all of these partnerships with these universities and uh, and different customers possible. So we wouldn't be where we are today without that. So that's, that's amazing. Um, Today we are sustaining off of uh, income from these partnerships that we've uh, established. So that's where, that's where our income and payroll comes from. Uh, Anybody who is a WeFunder investor, if you go on our portal, Uh, on wefunder.com you'll see our financials uh you know how that was all broken down over the course of 2022 and uh you can you can expect the same for 2023 as well but um but yeah we haven't decided if we're going to open that up to a wider audience in this seed round or not you know being that it's um our seed round we've identified uh 1.5 million dollars of need to get us to uh to where we need to be to continue our growth so it's it's a larger number we we may kind of lean more heavily on vc funding um, but I'll you know I'll keep you guys posted
0: I appreciate it very much so i mean i know technology changes pretty fast and so but where do you think you see objective reality in abstract VR in let's say a year from now?
8: I think what you're gonna see from us in in the next year is a heavier focus on the delivery of AI tools to the end user. Um, you know for instance for a lot of the a lot of the environment uh, environment development and different tools within NVIDIA's Omniverse suite of products requiring, you know, A400 or better GPUs, if anybody um, is familiar. So a lot of that's unattainable for the average at-home customer. We want to be able to um, create a space where where those computing resources can be delivered. Um, So we're going to get a lot more into that. But also the um, the AI-generated content is, is another thing that we're really interested in. So being able to get in the VR headset in the abstract and tell a AI uh, avatar in the world, hey, I would like to see a wild Western city, and then it builds a virtual environment of a wild Western city, uh, on demand for the customer. So uh, those kind of things are really exciting to us. the The ability to talk to a non-player character and hold conversations with them and and have that natural realistic uh, engagement with with the non-player character in the game is another thing that's really only possible if you're tapping into cloud resources. So we want to we want to be a way to facilitate that for other developers as well as well as ourselves, but to make really awesome experiences. Um, you know, I, I see a lot of potential in the game design world for these advancements that we're seeing start to pop up, um, and it's it's really exciting.
0: It sounds like it. I mean, it's it's the idea even concept of be able to do that it just seems so. I can't even imagine what that would what that would look like. And then to see it grow and grow and grow and get more and more complex. That just sounds amazing. The um, go ahead.
8: No, I was just I was just gonna say I agree.
0: <laughs> the um, one thing that a lot of us are really curious about is that uh, the partnership between Evergrow and Abstract VR for metaverse integration of Lumen Sky NFT Marketplace, as well as accepting Lyricrow token for the games on your platform. So have you and Sam kind of talked about the timelines of integration and do you believe do you believe that would happen this year? Could you even say?
8: Yeah, yeah. I there's um some things that I can't say obviously, but um but Sam and I have been in in close contact and you know, we're we decided that it wasn't uh a good use of our time or resources to, to worry about integrating Luna Sky and the different EGC uh, products until they were ready. Uh, so, so we've kind of just been waiting for the launch of Luna Sky to happen. Um, the first real uh, crypto-based experience in the abstract is going to be that NFT marketplace and we're going to build from there. So it's, it's something that I think is going to happen relatively soon, uh, to go back to what I was talking about at the beginning, we have, uh, we, we've had those issues with getting widespread adoption of the abstract because of the limitations set on, on us, you know, from the headset. Um, but we do have, again, we have, um, a workaround that we are currently negotiating that um, <laughs> I'll have more to say here soon that uh, is, it's really exciting, but it's going to to open that up to anybody that wants to use the space. Um, not just in the MetaQuest headset either. Uh, so it'll be any, any VR headset. So, so that in tandem with this uh, launch of Luna Sky means that, you know, we will be able to rock and roll and get that out to you guys as soon as uh, possible, which it will be before the end of the year for sure. But um, I don't have a solid date on that. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, I actually just had a talk with Sam earlier this week where we kind of worked through some of that stuff. So, um, so yeah, more to announce on that soon.
0: I really appreciate it. Yeah, we, we've tried to pressure Cody into telling us a date, but he just won't do it. <laughs> so, But I do have a question regarding uh, the previous time we talked, and that was the... Um, you had described the gaming experience where a player could theoretically using crypto, like Lucro, buy gear within that game, and it could be transferred, sold, bought, sold between other people within that game. And so obviously the use of lucro is is really a big deal for us because it's it's another use case it's another utility is that still a possibility Do you still see that happening
8: oh definitely yeah um you know like I said we we just kind of had to walk it back both Sam and myself we bit off more than we could chew I think I think it's fair to say to I, I don't want to speak for Sam but you know we tried to get too many things going at once and it really was important to to step back and narrow the focus and just make sure that we deliver a hundred percent on, on one thing first. So that's, that's really been my focus um, is just making sure that, that we do it and we do it right. So um, that's, that's still definitely on the roadmap. Um, You know, we have, as I mentioned, we have some some partnerships happening right now where we're developing content that is going to run exclusively on the abstract. Um, And because the abstract is going to be a crypto based uh, marketplace that runs on on um, your token, you know, it's it's going to require that anything purchased for those games or in the games is purchased with, with the token. So, um, you know, that's, that's definitely still the case. Uh, it's hard for me to put a date on when that's going to happen, you know, because we have to get Luna sky in there first and, and tested and, and working and, uh, and, and we go from there, but, uh, it's definitely on the horizon. It's fantastic news.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Have you, uh, out of curiosity, have you seen this guy? Um, have you got to check it out at all as Cody, shared with you any of that at all
8: yeah yeah i've seen uh, i don't know if i've seen the latest iteration but i have seen it uh within the next within the last few months uh really really phenomenal
0: the screenshot that i saw just the other day um where cody was asking um if you like landscape versus uh portrait mode and i was just like kind of blown away by even just seeing it on a, on a small phone screen it's you know it's not the whole thing i was uh pretty pretty impressed with with how it looks
8: yeah yeah and we've been talking through how do we translate that into vr we've got a few ideas that i think you guys will enjoy as well um you know to to make it interactive in the vr headset so uh, that'll be exciting when we get that there
0: i appreciate it cody It look like you wanted to jump in by all means
4: well i was just gonna yeah just say uh, hey colin by the way uh always great to hear from you my friend um yeah, I was just going to say it's changed quite a bit. It has evolved uh, a lot uh, over those last few months. So, Colin, we'll, uh, we'll get you caught up here because it's about to happen. So, um, and to your uh, to what you were referring to, Steve, about that tweet, it was kind of funny because like I saw Rockets tweet, and I kind of was just playing off that a little bit, <laughs> friendly rivalry there with him because he did the portrait mode tweet recently, uh, and you remember the past? I don't know. 6 to 8 weeks we've done a few different uh tweets that you everyone has seen of the home screen specifically uh, go back and look at those and see how it's changed from maybe the first one to now you'll notice uh there are, there are abs- there's a lot of UI differences just from uh those first tweets we were leaking to let's say the more recent ones so yeah it's changed a lot rightfully so it needed to there was a lot of little things that needed to be taken care of and uh you know since we're taking the time with it um, all the better now of course there will be post-launch uh additions as we've talked about you know uh, of course there will be post-launched uh, i'm sure tweaks as
0: well so yeah i was wondering uh colin did you have time for a few community questions at all yeah for sure i appreciate it so actually yeah. active fan over on discord had put a- i don't know if you can answer necessarily all of them but uh, the first question was do you have an approximate number of gaming subscribers
8: Yeah. So, um, like I mentioned earlier, we've, we've kind of put that on the back burner. Um, at, at our, at our peak, we had 200 active gaming customers paying monthly subscription fee to play. Um, because we've had to refocus our energies, um, that number didn't, actually work for the platform. Our our math says that we need to have a minimum of 1,500 paying customers for it to, to make sense because there's a lot of uh, operation costs for running the cloud and, and things like that. So because we struggled to get that number through the secondary VR marketplace, we've paused use on the cloud at-home gaming service um and not to you know that that sounds like a bad thing but uh it's absolutely not you know we've um we've got some ongoing talks with a large partner uh that you know keep hinting to and sorry i can't say more but um but that is going to be uh the way that we hit those goals and and once i can announce it you'll understand why but uh but, yeah, it's it's on pause right now. We're using those resources for other things. We are, um, you know, like I mentioned, we, we're holding these summer camps where the kids were using our cloud resources to make games. We're working on these industrial and military applications that, uh, again, unfortunately, you know, I hate to be a broken record, but, um, you know, there's, there's reasons why I can't talk about a lot of it. And it'll make sense once, once we can.
0: I appreciate it very much. You talked a little bit about AI and VR, so we can of won't we'll cover that. Uh, one suggestion that Axifan had made was uh, basically a commercial app to integrate fashion design in VR in conjunction with AI. Uh, example, a designer uses AI to generate a pattern, and then they can be integrated into VR onto a 3D model. I thought that was kind of fascinating. It um to me like an augmented reality merged with VR. I thought it was kind of really interesting.
8: Yeah, that is interesting. I saw that question. That's that's a really solid idea. They've got, um, oh, who is it? One of, the, one of the furniture manufacturers, it might be IKEA, has an AR marketplace where you can see what a piece of furniture looks like in your living room by holding the camera up. And, and it overlays it over the, the living room so you can get an, an idea. Um, things like that are really fascinating. And, like you said, with the integration of AI, it just makes it so much more possible to to knock out these development, you know these design uh, ideas and things, which is really interesting. And you know, I think that's a little out of my wheelhouse, obviously, we're not <laughs> fashion designers, but uh, but the same applies for game design, right? Like you can you can get in there. and with AI, say let's let's make uh this character model let's make this piece of of scenery and then just kind of piece that all together into a vr game that um is playable in a matter of months and you know versus two three years of development um which uh, again is it's something that we're leveraging right now in our current project um motion capture for instance is a tedious, long, long endeavor, Um, but, you know, leveraging some, some AI assisted mocap technology, we're able to knock out those, those motion capture uh, projects in a matter of weeks. So, you know, you're going to start seeing a lot of projects come to market a lot faster um, just because, you know, you're not limited so much as, as you were.
0: So out of curiosity, uh, what are your thoughts on the current writers, writers, strikes, actors, kind of where they're concerned about AI and capturing their likeness and then using them, using their likeness in uh, in film? Um, I didn't see that one coming personally. Um, what's your thoughts on that?
8: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it, is, it is scary. It is, you know, content creators artists writers you know all of those all of those functions are uh are kind of up in the air right now you know it's there has to be some some really good limitations put on on the use of ai and and likenesses and things like that i mean it's scary it's scary to think that somebody could could aggregate enough videos of me talking and use AI to generate a a likeness of me and then have me saying whatever they want. You know, that's, that's scary, but yeah, I don't, I don't know where that goes from here. I know that everybody's running a hundred miles an hour to the finish line of creating this general AI. Um, But I don't think a lot of people are taking the time to say, well, you know, what safeguards do we need to have in place so that this doesn't get out of control? Uh, yeah. And something I don't know if you guys follow along with the AI conversation much, but I was watching a podcast the other day and it was some some of the developers of ChatGPT essentially saying that they don't understand how their own AI software works. When you look at it now, it, it doesn't perform the same way as it did when they created the algorithms. So they don't even know <laughs> You know, th- th- that's scary. That's scary.
0: It's interesting. to be appealing to me an article from, I think it was the UK, where uh, um, a mom had got a call from what she thought was her daughter that was abducted and was, you know, basically screaming for help. And the mom was extorted for $50,000. And she thought it was her daughter. It was AI. It was an AI of, of her her daughter's voice. I mean, the the potential for good and the potential for harm is just kind of it's kind of mind boggling. I don't think we're I don't think we've caught up yet um for to see the potential of it. It's kind of interesting. Um like I said kind of frightening and you gotta be really, really careful.
8: Oh yeah. Yeah and, and that we see that here. You know, we're getting phone calls from uh, robocalls essentially that say that they're with you know, Google or this or that. And, and really it's, it's not, and, you know, you really have to be careful nowadays. There's, you know, I don't know what the right answer is. I, <laughs> it's uh, it is kind of nerve wracking for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was going to go ahead and open it up to our panel who have uh, speakers. Do you have any questions for Colin at all? Um, by all means. And then I'll go ahead and open up. Uh, if somebody has a question for Colin in the audience, uh, just please raise your hand and uh, I'll bring you up to speak. I don't know, Cody or Marius or CWP, do you have a question when, when I'm Yes, I would what? like to. Oh, go, go
1: ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, you, sir, please. All right, thank you. Um, uh, as a miniature investor in, uh, in your wonderful company who sees the potential, um, as much as you see it, maybe even more, um, I would like to ask a question about your next round of funding. Are you in a position where you have to decide on one or the other, whether it's uh, uh crowdfunded or whether it's um, through venture capitalists or can you do a combination?
8: Sure. Uh, we can do a combination. I think what really is going to be the deciding factor there is that, you know, when we go into this round, we have what's called a lead investor the lead investor is going to be a venture fund. um, And then we kind of have to take direction from them as to what they think is, is the right way forward. Um, I would love to do uh, a side-by-side venture round with a crowdfund component, because I think it's important to be able to include the community in, um, in the process so that people can feel like they, they have ownership of it as well. Um, but again, I, I think really where, where the decision is going to be made is does this venture firm feel like, uh, it'll be, um, a good fit for the seed round. Uh, we obviously will have our, our say in that as well. So I'm definitely going to push for it. Um, but when it, when it comes down to it, if, if, it, if it's a decision between, you know, having the the round fulfilled by venture funding or potential funding falling away because of us choosing to, to add in the crowdsourced component, you know, we'd have to make a decision. So, um, yeah, I definitely want to.
1: Well, good, because I would like to, uh, put some more money into you. I wish I was a multimillionaire. I would completely fund you. I'm also concerned that if you, uh, do venture capital that you might potentially lose control of the company. And I would hate to see that happen too, because I admire you very much. And I think you're fully capable of handling the company on your own without being dictated to.
8: Oh man, thanks. I need you on my team over here to <laughs> to make me feel better sometimes. No, um, that is a concern. Absolutely. You know, I as long as I control enough of the company, as long as, you know, our team controls enough of the company to to have the final decision on the direction of, of where we're going, you know, I, I don't, I don't feel like I have to hold on to everything, basically, I you know, as long as I can maintain that majority over the other shareholders of the company, um, I'll, I'll sleep well at night, so it is it is scary to think that at some point you could lose control of your own invention, but uh, but yeah, definitely I, I definitely need to to think about that before we go and just raise a bunch of money.
0: Thank you, CWP Cody. Go ahead.
8: Yeah, um,
4: not so much a question that hasn't I guess already been addressed or degree, but but we'll see if this is anything repeat. Apologies, I was just curious. Um, so with the you know obvious recent popularity this past year alone with AI has this changed, affected or assisted with, uh, uh, the development process for abstract.
8: Yeah, it's, it's absolutely changed. I think when we started this, well, definitely when we were doing the crowdfunding, AI was not in the conversation, um, really. So our, you know, our, our thought was our team is going to get out there and do this development and, and we're going to work toward this this game streaming application and uh, a focus on integrating these current game titles and, and you know, everything that we mentioned in the crowdfund. Um, but now that AI is really in the forefront, um, I think the biggest change that we've seen is that we don't have to spend as much time and energy with the the um content creation and and the level design or the artwork and things like that we can we can lean on ai a lot more for that um and it can it can work in the background as a way to augment our team so we don't have to uh you know bring on as many as many people to get tasks done which for 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 better or worse that's that's kind of been our main use of ai um but no it's uh it's only going to get more and more integrated i i believe into our projects because you know like i mentioned you could have an experience of a, a vr gaming experience where The user can essentially make the game as they go, like they can generate a story and the AI can feed into it and and just build this experience individual to each user. Um, That's just uh, that's just something that was never possible two years ago. So, um, you know, I think those are the biggest areas that we see it.
4: Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing. I was curious about that because, you know, obviously this past year, AI has become extremely popular in the public, right? I mean, it's been a development for a very, very long time, and now it's really starting to get that public eye on it. Um, And with things like mid journey to things like chat gpt i thought about you guys recently because i was thinking like well during their development process i'm wondering if this is starting to modify the trajectory of their development not necessarily the release dates per se but the development itself right like you talked about earlier and um i think within a particular game interacting with um non-humans right in a very human way and i was thinking right then and there like well does this I wonder how AI is playing into that if it is playing into that or if it will.
8: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so far we have it integrated into one project that, uh, martial arts simulator that I was explaining. So that's, that's our first use case of the non-player character being powered by AI and chat GPT. Um, so it's not, it's not just that the user can speak to this non-player character and then the non-player character can, can form its own response, but also that, that we can program this AI to, to follow the user and say, okay, well, let's, let's do this a little differently. Let's do, do this. And um, you know, it's just fascinating to me what is possible in the gaming sphere uh, with, with those advancements. Um, you know, tracking motion and speed and velocity and, and all those things can be calculated on demand instantly um, without massive servers. Uh, You know, if you've ever seen some of these scientific research labs where they do motion capture for uh, you know, biometrics and looking to see how arms and limbs move and things like that, they're hooked up to these big servers and they've got wires everywhere um, you know that's essentially possible now without all of that hardware, so that's that's just um crazy <laughs> crazy to me but it's 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 exciting.
0: Just imagine where it'll be in in a year i mean I was gonna say five years from now, but you know in a year or two from now we may not even recognize you know where, where we were oh right yeah does anybody else have questions for uh for Colorado? at all? I mean just you know the of the uh, integration for Luna Sky, I mean, that has me super excited, and then of course the Pro integration as well. Um, I just can't wait to see that how that all unfolds. And Go
4: ahead, oh, Brody. this re- yeah, this reminds me. I want to repeat one thing that Colin said earlier. Everyone, he said, and I, and I'm not going to get this word for word, but essentially, and Colin also, please chime in if I just butcher this. <laughs> um, he said that uh, the first use case for crypto in the abstract will be through Luna sky absolutely right yeah that's huge that's huge i love that
2: i, I still remember when i first saw, uh one of my nft cards on the, their showcase of uh um you know in the, in, in the game world and i was just like wow that's so cool so yeah
0: does anybody else have any other questions for, for Colin at all? Colin, you're more than welcome to hang out with us, but I know you're very busy too if you have to, if you have to leave. By all means, uh, just check Discord to see if there's anything new there, and I don't see
8: any new questions. But
0: if you have any questions for us at all, as, uh, by all means.
8: Thanks. Yeah. Now I'll, uh, I'll probably have to jump off here before too long, but I know that you guys do these weekly, right? So I'll definitely have to start making a more regular appearance. Um, you know, I, we've got some, some meetings coming up this week that, uh, that if I can get things finalized, I'd love to share with you. We're really excited about some stuff that's coming up here. So, um, so I'll have to make a more regular appearance, but you guys are, you guys are awesome. Uh, you know, the, the support that we get from everyone here is just phenomenal. Um, one thing that, that I, I know has been kind of frustrating for uh, some of you that are EGC investors that um, are following along with, with us, um, you know, we're not really out there right now as much as we were during the, the raise. So it's, uh, I'm sure, a little frustrating that we're not sharing as much. And, and essentially, what that boils down to is we had to make a decision between where our our funds needed to go, you know, we are kind of limited in the money that we have. So, um, you know, taking some time away from funding an individual to just make posts and do things like that was important for where we were right now, but we definitely want to get back to a place where we can have a full-time person who's out there championing for us and, and making, making it known what we're up to. But uh, you know, we are, Uh, a little different than the cryptocurrency, than a, than a blockchain. We've uh, we're in the, the schedule C corporate world. So, you know, we try to stick to those rules and regulations and make sure that we do things the way that, that uh, uh, the standards set, set by the industry. So, uh, so again, you know, apologies for not being as vocal out there with you guys but uh just just know that 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 doesn't mean that we're not doing anything (laughs) you know we're we're definitely uh working around the clock over here to get some of these projects to light and um you know unfortunately because of the the customers that we've got and the the things that we're doing a lot of it we can't really talk about um you know we're we're on the the cutting edge of, of where cloud computing and AI meet. So we're really trying to leverage that into some stuff that um, puts us out in the forefront as an authority on these, these topics. So, uh, so it's been a wild ride, but uh, we'll, we'll work on getting more vocal and keeping you guys updated.
0: Well, I really appreciate you being here and uh, spending your a little bit, a little bit of time with us and can't wait to, to see what's next for you guys. You're more than welcome to come up anytime at all. I'm just going to bring up Paul real quick here and uh, give him a minute to connect. Yeah, it's a real pleasure. I'm really glad you you had the time to join us today and uh, I hope you didn't mind me uh, kind of reaching out on occasion to see how things were going.
8: No, not at all. Not at all. But uh, but I'll let you guys go and uh, I'll try to catch back up next time.
0: Thank you, Colin. Please everybody give uh, give some applause for, for Colin Rose, Abstract VR. Really appreciate your time here today, sir.
5: <laughs> Thanks,
0: guys.
4: Thank you, Colin. Always a pleasure to hear from you, my friend.
0: Paul, oh, how are you doing
4: today? That was just
9: great. I enjoyed all of that.
0: Sorry, what was the last part? I was
9: just kidding. I said I, I really enjoyed all that. It was really
0: good. <laughs> you were just lurking in the background. Huh? No, I
9: actually wasn't. No, I just literally just uh, <laughs> bit, something. In the last I was trying to get on a five, then something crazy happened here around the house, so I, I could, literally couldn't get on, so sorry about that.
0: No worries at all. Thanks for being here. Appreciate um, it. Yeah. So, what's new with you, Paul? Uh,
9: not much. It's some crazy personal stuff it was just going on, so I was running around. But um, no, I uh, was trying to be here because you know um, I don't know what you guys talked about, but I did get—I was on the phone with uh, Sam and Kyle on the phone the other day, um, so I did get my update. So um, um, I'm not sure how much he shared, but I'm sure it was all good and everything is because I know all oh, what I heard was good and really excited about the future with them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're going to just give us a little bit of background of the business and uh, where things are going. And of course, you know, uh, Cody was just kind of reiterating just towards the end there, just kind of the, how big of a deal it is that we're going to have um, the Luna Sky NFT marketplace integrated in this kind of VR environment. And then, of course, you know, Lucro being integrated as well. I mean, that's just pretty fantastic. I
9: actually, um, I don't know if, I mean, the people that have been around since the beginning know this, but so, the um objective reality had a a series or see i think it's a series a funding round it was like a crowdfunding round, and i put i put thousands of dollars um down um for shares you know when they actually come out now i can't touch them yet but so i put my own money behind them um that's how much i believe in them so um you know i think it was like a year ago i put my own money behind them and i know a lot of people in the beginning too did so um we have a lot of faith in them and I backed it up with, you know, my own money behind just like do with Evergrowth. So I believe hundred percent now.
0: Yes. Yeah, Sam, uh, Sam also mentioned, this was quite a while ago that uh, he is an investor as well. And uh, that's how much he
9: believes in him as well. Yeah. I think Sam's share of the pie is always bigger than mine. as We all know, you know, Sam's got a little bit of a bigger bag than we all do. Or m- most of us do. Um, but that's his thing. So, um, uh, but I think there was like a, a max, and the, I don't know if there was a min um, to put in, but I know there's a few people that put in a couple hundred dollars, and then I think the max was like 50,000. It was um, that one person could put in of shares.
5: Um, and I
9: think they're having another round.
5: Um, he was
0: just talking about that every, actually. They okay. were deciding whether they were going to do VC. Uh, or a combination of private NBC. So I guess it's kind of up in the air right now. They don't know how
5: to. Yeah.
9: I think they're going to see how the next, you know, few months play out and then play by your by that. I know, you know, he was get, They were t- him and Sam were talking about it. Sam knows a lot about that stuff. So, um, you know, discussing the best way forward and stuff, uh, pretty exciting stuff, you know, beyond even the Evergloss stuff. So um, it can only benefit us. I'll tell you that. So it benefits us. It benefits them. So I like the collaboration.
0: Absolutely. And just the, the, the idea of to be able to see a lunar sky in a virtual environment, you know, I, I think uh, I'd, lo- I'd love to see how it looks. I think it's, it's going to be amazing.
4: I'm going to sit back and have myself a nice Bloody Mary or a dirty martini and just watch those stars move, y'all. That's what I'm going to do. I don't have a VR headset yet, but I will in one day. I'm gonna sit back and maybe all of us can hang out together in that VR world and just sit under the lunar sky and just chill out and watch those stars and flip through cool pictures and the there occasional pug. Yep, and then there's a little pug there, and then there's a hundred pictures, and then yep, good times. There was
2: honestly, honestly, I I, I don't blame them, uh, Colin and Abstract VR for going more in the direction of, you know, taking a company more in the direction of the military complex and industrial uh, markets. Uh, Because if we look at how things are right now, that's definitely where the potential is. So I kind of agree with that decision. Uh, It doesn't mean that, you know, the the gaming side of things, you know, uh, shouldn't be done as well, of course, but it shouldn't be the only focus. And I don't even think that's the biggest market for that technology to begin with. Uh, That being said i have to experience luna sky and vr that that would be freaking amazing
4: yeah i can't wait till the day comes where we can have um and we will a lobby you know that we can all meet up in in vr and hang out and say hey well you know y'all want to come over to luna sky for a minute and check out some of the the latest stuff y'all want to come over to over here maybe play some lucro games you know like that is what's going to be cool right we have the opportunity to meet up and hang out together in a virtual world um uh, on a deeper level than ever before right just because it's 2023 and the tech exists to do this kind of stuff so that's going to be fun you know being able to look back at this conversation one day in a year two three whatever down the road and 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 recollect on this together in that VR world uh, think
9: about that like that really is exciting you know
4: kind
0: of mind so, blowing when you think about it
9: yeah i know um some of you guys know this and Cody knows too, but so I can speak more about this now, now that we don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but so like they have designed a lot of mock-ups of what, you know, it can look like in there. And I know you guys have seen some, you know, I remember, you know, maybe last year there was that release where it was like inside of a room, like where it looked like inside of houses and rooms. So to give you guys, you pull back the curtain a little bit more. There have been other designs of where, you know, there's like you know, there's, there's like a you walk into a museum and then there's like you know rooms where like lunar sky and then there's a wallet and then there's you know um, games over here whatever it is and you can walk in any direction. There's an idea about a space station or something. And now there's more of you know going the shot where there's stars everywhere and it's more of an open space you know and instead you're looking up at the stars and you kind of look up and there's luna sky and you can scroll through it like with your hand and we all don't know exactly what that's going to look like because the exact designs are not done yet because we've, you know, improved Luna sky so much and all these other things. And so they, so the final design actually isn't done. So, you know, now we can, I can actually, you know, go into a little more detail on what some of the things we had before going into it, but, you know, just, they keep getting better and keep getting, um, What's the word I'm looking for? More adventurous, I'm saying, or more Cody? What's the word? Um, um, exciting. Like uh, and, I mean, you know,
5: all that all house, that
4: works, but I think evolve yeah, is a good evolve. word there because go. yeah, from yeah. last year to now, and then from now to probably six months to a year, we really don't know what ultimately it's going to look like because those things have changed, uh, along with the items that we have that have changed and the, the, their development process that's changed, et cetera. You know exactly. Evolve
9: is the word I was looking for.
7: Yeah, so, but uh, yeah, yeah, you you yeah. know it's it, it, it's important though that you know abstract is a, you know successful business is a, you know growing and, and and has funds you know to develop more and more stuff. It doesn't you know necessarily needs to be like 100% crypto oriented and everything. I totally agree with that. I think Marco mentioned it, but you know the more successful abstract is and we are you know somehow in the middle between the that environment and crypto uh, uh with our products and and how tokens work uh, what are nfts wallets and everything you know the more people go onto that on, in terms of abstract the more you know uh, viewers w- we will have and we will be in the middle so you know that takes time obviously nothing goes <laughs> according to the plan uh like new businesses and everything so so yeah the the update was was actually really good uh you know it makes sense that they have um uh, <laughs> they need to work hard uh, but yeah like, yeah the future is really really exciting cannot wait to see where we are in
0: even just a year from- I kind of ask Colin that question to see, like, where does he see abstract VR in, in a year? And uh, and again, with how fast things are moving in AI and, and the technology, um, you know, even just a year could could feel like it's much, much longer than that. So can't wait to see.
9: Well, uh, do you remember, like, and I'm going to bring this up because I feel like it. Um, like, you know, when we first started working with them and Sam, when we announced it, you know, no one knew who they were and you know we know who they are they're still a startup company just like we are but i know some people that you know weren't quite you know supportive evergrow you know putting out stuff that we partnered with a you know a middle you know middle uh, you know a middle like a um a gaming company that had but they were in a supermarket and they put it online like oh this is something you know now they're they have contracts with you know you know going into the military um Going into stuff that probably Colin didn't talk about because he's not allowed to yet, um, but literally this is a company that is you know already you know estimated worth over four million dollars you know probably more um, and going into their second round of of raising and it's not just some Ohio company that has a you know a, you know games in the middle of a you know a mall it's it's a lot bigger than that and you know the fact that Sam and Colin found each other such an early stage I think. Can only be a benefit to us, and with the direction that they're going, but you don't get there overnight. It takes time.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, could you imagine uh, for the company itself and all the investors of Abstract VR uh, actually securing a contract with the military? That would be absolutely massive, massive for the company, at least in my eyes.
0: Yeah, the military doesn't just decide to do business with just anybody, right? There's a there's a There's a a background, uh, you know, check on them. There's, there's the legitimacy of the business. Um, so the fact that they passed all of that, they just didn't make it for the, in terms of awarding funds just yet, doesn't mean that they're not going to get it. It just means that they have to wait till the next, next release of funds. So I thought that was pretty remarkable that they made it that far because how many
7: companies apply and never make it? Yeah, but even the other, like partnerships and collaborations, like Nvidia, AWS, and everything. Those are, you know, are not just you know uh, random names. They're pretty much uh, big companies in the game, and those are really important as well. So we, you know, if you sum it up and and you see like all of these that uh, they acquired and they are working on, okay, this is really really serious. So it's just a matter of time, you know, to. Uh, uh, evolve and, and and be everything that you know these guys are planning. So yeah, it's we we again we have to be patient. <laughs> you know,
0: one one university partnership is impressive, and they have three. So uh, that should say a lot right there.
2: I mean, NVIDIA, Steve, uh, is it, that's like what a top fifteen company in the world? I mean, yeah, absolutely. wow, absolutely. Yeah.
9: So what, I remember. Um, Oh, um, what did you just say there? Can you explain what Colin said? So, um, I can. I don't know. I know stuff we talked about in our meeting, but you know, you just said something that was pretty interesting that I didn't know if we were supposed to talk about or not. Can you ex- expand on what you just said, Moon?
2: About what? Sorry, Paul.
9: About the about the companies you just said um, and what Colin said about them.
2: Yeah, and in partnership with Nvidia, one of the largest companies in the world. Yeah, because he mentioned that and. Like Mario was saying, you know, that's that's not something that just falls on your lap. Uh, they have to see something, uh, you know, on their technology on their end that they're doing to even consider freaking talking to them. Excuse my language. Um, that's a big a, deal. It's a, big, yeah, a deal. big deal. Absolutely a big deal. I mean, we're talking about a company that goes toe to toe with Google, Microsoft, uh, um, Meta. It's, I mean, they're huge. Yeah, but
1: sure. they've been in talks with Nvidia for. I
7: think well over a year to bring this about it's really impressive if if i if i understood correctly though there's, there's something else coming that kinds of un, unblocks them you know to reach more people if if i understood that correctly
4: yeah he did that, mention a, a partnership that he couldn't mention that was very, very yeah. big. That, that's exciting they kind of got the wheels turning because i was thinking like oh gosh i could think of a few
7: yeah a what's few bigger i mean i don't know to,
4: you know oh i mean you know yeah. there could be a few there so that's who knows that'll be really cool to hear about
7: yeah i mean and for us like we okay we 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 uh, like their you know um these partnerships and we you know, support them and everything, but we never, like, you know, promoted, oh, we we got a, you know, our metaverse partner has, you know, these big, big names and you know how crypto moves and and rumors and stuff like that. Like, we we, we honestly wish them, like, lots of success and, you know, and actually make it happen because this is what we actually need right now. Like, uh, more products and actually making you know deliver to all of our investors but but yeah these big names are usually you know getting getting some eyes on and stuff like that so yeah just anybody want to make
1: any guesses about what that company is yes mm, yes i know Ye- yes i, I, no. have a guess. I do
4: I, I, I don't know. This is, and again, this is absolutely shooting from the hip, y'all, so I have no knowledge, no inside info about any of this, but the very first thing that popped in my head for some reason was Blizzard. I don't know why, but it did.
1: Oh, man, if first it's Blizzard, look popped, out. What? First thing that popped for me was Google.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Okay,
1: Google would be massive. Golly, Google.
2: can you imagine? But, Blizzard, Blizzard's been going down the drain, I don't know.
4: That's what I heard, but I, you never know. Maybe there's a turnaround. Maybe there's something going on back there. I don't know. Maybe some other type of game studio like that. I don't know. Maybe Blizzard's not the best example, but I was thinking something like that,
2: you know. But you no, need to. Sure. Yeah. Blizzard's the top for sure. They,
7: they need somehow to push their. Okay. Sorry. I, I need to. Yeah. My kid is crying. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no problem. Well, if you guys. Um, do mind switching gears we'll kind of cover a little bit of news um and i was gonna ask you cwp you ever like been on twitter or you know read it read something like an opinion piece and you're kind of like you read it and you're like man that makes a lot of sense and then you go back and you read it again and then you read it again and then you read it again and you're kind of like like it just really resonates with you that was one kind of one article that i or not an article but a piece that was written on uh on x for i, I want to say twitter But um, it was actually by a lady of crypto. She put out a post the other day and it said like this. And it kind of sounds kind of dark a little bit, but just follow along with me. So she goes on. She says, the crypto market is a bit of a joke. We pretend that this is a revolution. And it was at one point. But we've turned this into the ultimate casino. We say we should be taken seriously, but we can't even take ourselves seriously. Meme coins, hamster racing and rugs, GFC... The endless rugs. We take the piss out of Gensler to try to regulate us. And to be fair, the guy has it coming. I don't like Gensler at all. He's a clown. But given how we run this industry, we pretend to be friends, at least while well, some of us do. But we're all just trying to sell before each other. Everyone wants to dump on everyone else. I'm not sure that there is even more cutthroat industry than crypto. We chase green candles like an insul simp chasing instagirls collectively pumping and dumping entire crypto sectors because we're degenerates who lack long-term mindset. We have almost zero self-awareness and self-control. Even I, the, in quotes, long-term investor girl, threw five figures into base only to get uh, half of it rugged and gambling outside of garbage cryptos that are 150% casino and minus 50% revolution. And I can afford to lose it. I'm not crying about that. But that doesn't make it any less dumb. What are we even doing? This entirety of July 2023 can be summed up by two things, hamster racing and rugs. That's what crypto has become. How is this not a complete effing joke? How are we not begging to be regulated so hard that crypto becomes a shadow of its former self? I'm just hoping to dump on BTC, continue down to 20K or lower, alts, nuke, and we can rebuild something half decent from the ashes that remain. Don't get me wrong, I love the idea of crypto, but only the idea, the industry right now, meh, I don't hope, I do hope these things are just growing pains and we turn this into something a little more sensible. So I've, I've read that, like I said, four or five times. The Ladies Post was kind of harsh in some ways. And I like to think we're different here in EGC, most of us at least. I think, again, this comes from the top of EGC. We have a professional group, which I believe conduct themselves professionally and ethically. And There may be differences of opinion, of course, personal and business matters, but I see the team working together for the collective good of the project and its investors. I think, like we were talking about earlier, about evolution evolving, I feel like we are evolving away from a certain market of crypto, and I'm really, really proud of that because we're we're differentiating ourselves from, from the standard crypto, this insaneness, I don't even know what you call it. I think we're pretty tame in here honestly so but this brings me to an article that i had read um, also and that is how many cryptocurrencies have failed in 2023 Uh, cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology undoubtedly have a bright future ahead however apart from many success stories many cryptocurrencies have failed as of march 2023 since btc was launched in 2009 thousands of cryptos have launched with the aim of hopes of introducing new utilities to the end user sadly Not many of these cryptos survive beyond launch, and those that do survive can still encounter crippling challenges. While it's hard to determine the exact number, between 1,700 and 2,500 cryptocurrencies might have failed and disappeared from the market entirely. Some of the key reasons why the cryptos failed include a lack of investment and trading volume, abandonment by the devs, hacks, and rug pulls. And this is the most important part of the article that I read, why do cryptocurrencies fail? Cryptos and crypto projects fail for many reasons. By understanding what those reasons are, cryptocurrencies can place themselves in a stronger position when creating a crypto portfolio. The most common reasons that made cryptocurrencies fail, number one, saturated market. Although cryptos have existed for around 14 years, there's more than 10,000 cryptos in existence. This has resulted in an oversaturation and the weaker projects have failed as a result. Lack of liquidity, number two. A major side effect of oversaturation is low liquidity. If interest in a crypto project drops, liquidity almost almost falls, and when clit- liquidity falls, it becomes quite challenging for investors to buy and sell. Most platforms consider crypto to be dead in the case of trading volume falls below thousand dollars in the previous three months. Number three, inexperienced team. A lack of real world utility can almost ar- can mostly arise from an inexperienced team. The most successful crypto projects are run like a business. Although people can be great at coding and generating ideas, the implementation of these ideas is what results in success. If the developers are inexperienced in the business world, the project will eventually fail. Number four, lack of funding. If the project lacks adequate funding, it is bound to fail. And number five, scams. It is too easy to create a crypto and that makes the crypto market highly risky. Then the malicious parties and scam ex- exploits easily. Many example of crypto scams involvement schemes like rug pulls that are abandoned after enough money is collected from their investors. And the last, it does not solve a problem. Most of the successful cryptos are designed with utility in mind. Nevertheless, there are thousands of crypto with no specific purpose. While some joke and the like meme coins like Shibinu and Dogecoin are doing well, most of the others have failed. So Articles This Is This helped me kind of reflect and realize just kind of how lucky we are to have found this amazing, amazing project. So even more so to have found the team behind it. Each one of the team members that I've seen were chosen to lead because of their specific experience and what they can bring to the project. I think for any company, knowing how to match the needs of the company and pair those needs with the right people is where almost all companies get it wrong. This comes from good leadership and good experience. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. What are your thoughts on it? Anybody can jump up.
5: There is so
2: much to unpack there. So much, especially on that first uh, article. Who wrote that first article you read, Steve? That was the Lady of Crypto. Wow. uh, I I mean, I could go on for an hour. I'm not even going to start, but All I want to say is I can understand that, uh, and like we've discussed on this space many, many times before, uh, we can all agree the crypto in general market as we know it, uh, the crypto space is a problem as it stands. I mean, it's scam after scam. It's rug pull after rug pull. It is hard to get into. It is complex. It is not intuitive. Uh, I mean, even the simplest mistake, you don't even have to be a rug pull, the simplest mistake and you can lose your funds. I understand. And that's all true. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that all of crypto is a joke. Right. Uh, You can draw parallels. You can say, oh, 95 percent of all cryptos and coins and tokens are rug pulls or scams or never go anywhere. And that's true. But you can draw the same exact parallel and say 95 percent of companies that are created uh, eventually fail or never go anywhere. Uh, so the, the idea is it's not about the 95% that fail. It's about the 5% that make it. And you see that parallel in so many things. When, when the internet first came out, how many websites are still active online today from when the internet in the 90s first came out? I'd say less than 1%. Right, but that's... The, pers- the 1% that it's about. It's not about the ones that go away or that fail or, or scams. It's about the ones that work and revolutionize, if, if if I'm making sense.
0: That makes complete sense. Cody, were you gonna jump in on that one?
4: Yeah, um, to Moon's point, definitely a lot to unpack. Uh, for me specifically, I'm gonna focus on one part of that and the latter aspect of what you were uh, going over that you mentioned specifically in regard to development you know you like you said um and again i'm paraphrasing here to what you you were reading uh in regard to development and developers they can be very tenured they can be very experienced uh, but there's a lot of factors that come into play therefore there are a lot of unique challenges that come along with that and one of those things especially is the business side of it you can have very experienced or tenured developers uh, that could be well-versed across a platform of development from front and back end to full stack to Solidity to 10 plus, 15, 20 plus years in the market of development um, across uh, various platforms and companies, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean when it comes to getting involved in developing for Web3 it, that being business savvy goes right along with their experience of development, right? You can be fantastically experienced in development and have absolutely zero business savvy <laughs> and vice versa to a degree, I guess, but specifically your comment about how, you know, um, developers and development and also being able to run their business and is going to play a lot into the accomplishment or lack thereof, right? It's like you have development, That has a ton of challenges, and it's not just the aspect of building, but it's the aspect of managing it. It's the aspect of the business side of it. It's the aspect of organizing it. People don't realize, unless they're in it, what it takes to keep that stuff organized. It takes a ton to keep it organized. You've got the developers, right? You've got, and depending on the development, uh, people that you're working with, it could be a company or it could just be singular subcontractor. So, companies typically have their own, um, you know, uh, functional approach to the way it's managed, to the way it's organized, you know, project managers, whether they be like scrum masters, et cetera, et cetera, um, versus subcontractors. It's just a guy building a particular thing for you, uh, uh, you know. Give or take. So there's a lot there. You know, I really resonate hard with that because for me and what I'm involved in with Evergrow is obviously the management side of that, the organizational aspect of keeping that development moving forward, right? I'm not involved in development. I'm involved in managing development. And that has its own unique challenges as well, right? So that really resonated with me. Um, I'd like to go back and read all that. If you could pin that somewhere, that would be great.
5: You got it.
0: You bet. Thank you. I appreciate it. So from a, from a, uh, organizational aspect, working with EGC, where did you find the kind of pain points, um, when you were, when you're kind of getting involved in EGC and starting to kind of manage things and how did it get easier over time or does it just get more complex or the problems just change? This
4: is a great question. It's a, it's a, it's a question that doesn't have one singular answer. So I'm going to try to do my best to focus on, um, tangible items here so number one did it get easier over time yeah absolutely definitely gets easier over time because especially with longevity uh in, in your work peers right and if you're working with the same people for longer periods of times you learn how each other operate you learn how to manage in between that adapt to those types of things to different personality types etc and we've kind of spoke about this on spaces so yeah that aspect of it has gotten easier um also along the way, you know, I think it's really important to be open, to be coachable and to be open to learning because, you know, coming into this world was new for all of us. I mean, sure, we have our own experiences from our personal lives, our personal careers, whatever that may be. Um. Uh, we're coming into crypto and then web threes. I mean, this is still new for everybody. It's an, an this is an infinite. I mean, sorry, this is a, it, all in its infancy. This is a, an infant <laughs> thing still. So, you know, learning how to manage and be organized in certain regards when it comes to having meetings or when it comes to the development or when it comes to, you know, a number of other things. Yeah, there, there's there's learning curves. There are coachable opportunities. There uh, are challenges. There are things that start to mesh and gel right over time. Um, yeah, so it's a big
0: question. It's a good one. Did you ever feel this is going to you know, to all areas um, as well? But did you ever feel like in like it was ever like, oh my god, this is so big because you guys are a small team. You guys aren't this small multi- team. You know, billion-dollar operation? Did it ever feel like it was too much to wrap your hands around? No, um,
4: not for me. Uh, I, I can't speak for them. Not for me, but only because that's that's my professional experience. Is coming from a world of being organized, understanding how to build decks for meetings, understanding how to manage and run those types of things. So yes, there's a ton going on. What I do feel, though, and one of my main goals for the company is to um, get us all better at that. To get us all better and being more efficient at those types of things, uh, naturally so, right? I think that should be any company's goal as they grow. Need to be more organized. Need to be uh, able to be more efficient in our day-to-day tasks and in our um, everything from our small things to our big things. Small things being our stand-ups together, and big things being you know the ultimate goal of putting out a utility, <laughs> right?
9: And all the stuff that comes along with that. So yeah, I think to um, follow up on Cody, and sorry I missed. Um, what you're reading, Steve, I had to go take care of something, um, but kind of know we're getting into here. Um, listen to Cody for the last five minutes. The um, two things I want to say is, you know, feel like something big is, I think at the beginning, you know, it started out as an investor and then I kind of moved up, you know, in the process. So, you know, the, it, it didn't feel like this big entry point because I slowly worked my way in. I just didn't come in and, you know, start managing, you know, I didn't come in as operations manager. You know, I started out, you know, as a moderator and then I worked my way in over, you know, months and months and months or probably over a year. Um, So it just kind of didn't, it didn't feel like a big change. It's kind of like, it was like a, you know, a a long period of time. Um, Two, I think the biggest difference in, in what we're doing here is, you know, uh, when you, when, like Cody said, when, when we're managing this stuff is, you know, when you're, working for a business you know you you get quarterly updates and there's investors we have we as people you know that are doxxed and you all know us we have that pressure to deliver for you guys um in a business they do have that pressure to deliver to their shareholders but it's not public they're not on like twitter every single day they're not on spaces um you know and you guys you know demand stuff um, and sometimes you get real mad stuff, and and as you should, you shouldn't demand, but you should expect this and that, and we're trying to deliver that for you. But there's that pressure there to deliver, and when we miss deadlines, we miss this, we miss that. It really, we, we 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 feel that, and we don't want that. And I think that is the hardest part for me to deal with that I have dealt with, and I've learned to deal with. And you just have to shut out the noise, keep doing your job, and keep pushing forward. But at first i think it i wanted to say something back to the people that said why is this why isn't that and we're like fighting online um and then we all came together as a team and we talk about it and you know over time now it's just like you know what Focus on the task at hand and you know just tell you guys i tell you guys the truth you know under what we can tell um and move forward as best as we can um and if we weren't doing as good of a job we have sam at the top if we weren't doing a good job, he would replace us with someone who could. I'll tell you that. Um, and if someone doesn't isn't willing to do the job or doesn't want to, they're welcome to leave. Um, quit, like you say, or get in front of the job. It's just like any other business, except, you know, crypto's more in the public eye. Very different. I
0: imagine there's a tendency to be protective and defensive. Um, when people take it out on you saying, well, why isn't this happening on this particular schedule? Um, just because there's so much invested personally and professionally and I know seeing how you guys react to uh, criticism, um, there's been definitely a, a growth there on all of your parts where you don't take it as personal anymore because I think you realize that nothing you could say uh, could like make them feel better in a sense. you know I, I don't really feel that way anyway. Um, all you could really do is just continue to build, and realize that certain things are just outside your control and just keep, just keep going, you know? And, uh,
9: well, we're also at a, um, we also have a, uh, all time high that is absolutely crazy that only a handful of other projects have had to deal with at the very beginning. Um, you know, you know, ever ever grow, you know, set the record, you know, so we're at this, you know, we set this incredible bar of, you know, Money, basically, you know, or market cap, if you will, you know, that's, you know, built off of just, you know, nothing. That was built off of hype, bull market, you know, roadmap, um, you know, rewards, people buying in, you know, we got to turn it into an actual business now. And but that bar is set high. Like I tell you this, if we get, there are people out there. If we don't get past that, they're gonna be like, oh, well, you didn't, you didn't hit 1.5 billion, or you didn't hit this, you hit this price point. Even if we get up, we get back up to a billion still not going to be enough and i'll bet you if we get past the all time high people are still going to be like yeah but you should have done twice that or three times that because you've been out for x amount of time or this long so like you said whatever we say there's still going to be people out there and i don't mind it you know i've had actually you know this is where cody and and rock and sam and people in the past have come to me i love getting out there and you know stepping up to someone or explaining myself or explaining the team, not making excuses, but just, you know, being protective, as you say. Um, And I want to go even further, but we have to pull back and, you know, people just want attention out there. If we give them the attention, then they win. Um, However, if someone asks a legitimate question and they're actually in a respectful way, we're going to answer it. Um, You know, if I'm able to answer it, I will. You know, if someone said they're asking me, oh, my God, you know, there's a million dollar being taken out of the thing. Why did that happen? You know, that's a big deal. It's not a question I'm going to ignore. Now, someone says, oh, there was, you know, a thousand dollars taken out. Where did that go? I mean, okay, probably to pay someone's salary or something. No one's stealing a thousand dollars here that came out of the market. Well, we don't need to say what every little bill is like we could. I got a whole we got a whole spreadsheet that says, you know, where every single dollar was spent. Um, so, you know, we could answer this, but something bigger, you know, like a deadline missed, you know, we're sorry, you know, and we've tried to come out and explain, you know, things that happened. And Sam has taken this a lot on his shoulders and said, you know, it's his fault, you know, even though he was told a certain thing, but it falls on his head as the boss, essentially. You
0: no, know, we, um uh, earlier when I, when I was reading that, that kind of post there, um, you know, and I finished it off with the amount of projects that have just really dissolved and are gone now. Um, I think it's a testament to really see like, you know, we've kind of really, I, I hope we're at the tail end of this bear market, but it just seems to me like we're we're kind of growing out of that and the market's going to do what the market's going to do. I mean, Lucro is a prime example. Everglow is a prime example that the market's kind of like, you look, you're look, you looking and you're seeing red days and we're going up. Um, obviously, a lot of that is the anticipation of something big like Luna Sky coming out. And I understand that. Um, but I see more of that in our future that BNB may go one direction you know if it goes up great if it goes down well that's just the way it is but i think we're going to continue to pull ahead and differentiate ourselves from from uh, other crypto projects and i'm really looking forward to that because um, i've always believed that's where we were going anyway but to see it happen i think it's going to feel really good
4: i agree with that i think we're on that path we just have to stay focused we have to stay humble and we have to keep working hard you know um i I think we're absolutely on that
0: path steve so i was going to ask you earlier when we were talking about organization um how do you stay organized what are some tools that you use that really kind of help you stay on track and organized
9: his name is cody
4: <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah, yeah. Um they use me for that. Um no, for me personally, one of the first things is take notes. You know, it's important to take notes, uh, for a lot of different reasons because you can't expect to try to remember everything you come across or you hear. You know, taking notes is a great first step to being organized. You take notes, you organize those notes and you plan them in order of priority, you know. So that's one of the first things that I'm always doing, and that's an everyday thing. It's a part; of, it becomes a part of your lifestyle. You take notes on things. Um, I have a great memory too, and I'm not trying to toot my horn. I do. I have like a crazy, weird, good memory. But I've learned too, and I, this carries over my professional uh, day-to-day, you know, career. That taking notes is very important. You know, being organized in that manner. It's like kind of a step one. So that's where it starts for
0: me. Do you ever leave those notes just laying around, just kind of around the house? Or? No those kidding. notes are
4: <laughs> those <laughs> notes are all digital. Steve, we live in the
9: internet now. Nobody writes anything down anymore, <laughs> except me. Except, except me, Paul. I actually, I do. I have books, like like books upon books of like you know, just I write them. I mean, I do keep notes on my computer, like more important, like more like long term stuff. My short term stuff, I literally have. Like these little, you know, like books take to school. Um, you know, what are they called? Like a not a binder, but like a book I just write in. And when it runs out, I buy another one. And go he's and got on a, one.
4: He's got an awesome trapper keeper from '96. He still keeps yeah. up with these things. I got to yeah. commend him on it. It's got Razor Ramon on it. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
9: Um, but I, I do no. have the long. I got the long term stuff on the computer, spreadsheets, and I keep notes like that. But yeah. Cody keeps Cody's like a. a he's a visual like note taker um I, i'm more of a you know writing thing and but cody reminds like he's the he is the organization part of it and he said yeah. may she upload this to this folder and we got a big folder that we a yeah. big google drive where we all can you know go into and cody made that up real nice and everything for us
5: yeah so you he gotta, us you, on gotta track with
4: that. you gotta keep maintenance on these things steve you know as you know the organizational uh i guess manager in a sense it's like Um, you have to always keep the upkeep. It's just like having a car, you know, or having anything, right. You have to do the upkeep or things start getting out of whack. And then you end up with, instead of two things to maintain, to fix, you've got 15 things. And then stuff starts getting really, really messy, you know, so, you know, taking notes is important and then categorizing is really important. You gotta, you know, you could take notes all day long, but if you're not able to simultaneously categorize those types of things, you don't really know what things you need to address when and how to address them. And the goal is, is not only to make sure you're not missing any details, but also to be as efficient as you can be when you go to address certain things, when you go to take care of a particular um, uh, uh, item on your list or whatever, you know, or when you go to reiterate a conversation you had and you're having to relay information. Um, The goal there, too, is to cut down on, on unnecessary banter, you know, like you can have a meeting for an hour or and and knock and address all the points or you can have a meeting for three hours and and it just kind of be an off-the-cuff conversation so those are okay you know and they happen too and that's those are great for round tables and brainstorming and stuff like that um but yeah i mean starting out simply by making sure that you have documentation you're categorizing your documentation and then you're maintaining that stuff over periods of time so that it doesn't get out of whack you know out of sorts. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's, that's kind of my thing. You know, I'm that guy. So I can't say kind. I'm very much that guy. That is very much my thing. That is very much what <laughs> I do here behind the scenes.
0: So you And it works for you. So that's great.
4: You know, like we talked about last week, everybody's really got, you know, a very specialized set of skills and that's what works so well with all of us together. And that's why we gel so well. I mean, on the surface, we're all pretty different people. You know, it's like you met us all on the streets it, you probably would think, and I've thought about this before, Paul. I love thinking about this. I'm like, you know, I wonder if like none of this ever happened if we just like met on the streets, would we get along? Would we be friends? Stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, I think so because it's kind of like one of those things where it's like we may be pretty opposite in a lot of uh, aspects of our life, but you know, like pieces of a puzzle man it fits together. We gel well. We work well together. And everybody's got um, everybody's everybody's got a, a pretty unique set of skills, you know, and that goes through the whole staff, you know from from helpers all the way up to sam
0: so yeah before i go into my quick next question i wanted to give a shout out to ever man because uh he posted earlier today that uh he uh, wanted to do a bit of support at the launch of the luna sky nft so we traveled to birmingham today to film part 11 but due to bad weather it was tough going birmingham will be we will be back very soon to finish the job I hope you did not get drenched too bad, Evergreen Man. Thank you so much for giving it a effort. I saw a couple of pictures you posted there. Thank you. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. And uh, hope we get back out there soon. It sounds like the weather's kind of nasty there, right? So in the, in the, I saw kind of a weather forecast, and it didn't look pretty for a few days. So, Wow.
4: I don't mean to derail us here, but just one thing you said. I mean, it seems like the weather everywhere is kind of nasty. Is it just me? Or are you noticing that, too? It's just like... I don't know if it's just this year, but the weather is just gross all over the place.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm kind of spoiled where I'm at, but um, I think they were saying that ocean temps were broke a record. And I don't know how they measure those, honestly, if it's an average or
5: whatever. It's
4: wild. Um, I'm kind of in that tornado alley area, and it's just like, I feel like this year I'm seeing... Exponentially more storms. Like it's just constantly storming here right now, and, and we're having massive wind storms or tornadoes here. It's pretty wild.
9: Yeah, I'm on the east coast. It hits Cody, and then it hits me on the east coast. So yeah, Cody. It like you know we don't get the tornadoes and stuff like that, but we get you know really bad thunderstorms and it rains a lot. And it has yeah. been doing that a whole lot.
4: Yeah, most of those systems come from west to east. Not all of yeah. them, but yeah, you're right. I do see a lot of them because. I'm from Dallas and my my family's still in Dallas. It'll a lot of times it'll get them and it'll get me here in Memphis and then keep going east, you know. Pretty wild. i have just seen a ton of weird weather this year.
0: I think Frank NFTs, uh, from see New Zealand or Australia, he was saying that He's it's Australia. been crazy hot. Crazy, crazy hot. Even Mario, I think you said last week or the week before, the weather uh, was just like
1: kind of just really just unbearable. Yeah, it's weird. I'm sitting in the middle of tornado warnings right now, so... uh, Yeah. (laughs) um, um, And what you're saying about what you just said, Steve, Arizona, they are just baking, and and people are falling over from heat stroke with 115 and up temperatures on the sidewalks.
4: Oh, I saw that. They're having them in New Mexico, right, are having, like, Record breaking um, uh, temperatures for long, long periods of time. Like it's been this temperature over this many of days. That's a, a hundred year record breaker type thing. Pretty wild.
1: And Dangerous. trash cans melting. Can you imagine? I'm wow.
9: in um I'm in Maryland, and so since I started working for EDC, I spent a lot of time inside. And uh, the other day, uh, I. Been I been like I didn't open the door outside and so and they go don't go outside it's too hot and I was like okay they're like no really you can't breathe and I was like you know okay whatever and you know it's hot here in Maryland getting ninety five hundred degrees whatever open the door and I actually went on my phone and looked at it and I opened the door you literally couldn't breathe there was a warning everyone to stay indoors literally it hit you like a ton of bricks it was just humid hot and literally that it felt like the air was so thick that that i you know i'm only am only or old i mean 40 years old is old some people young some other people um but it was literally hard to breathe i shut that door came back inside and it was actually a you know whole thing and i live, you know 30 minutes above dc so it's not like i live in arizona it was that hot here
4: Paul's birthday is this month, everybody. He's gonna be forty one thousand years old. So oh my god. be sure
9: to be sure to give him a congratulations. Oh, it'll be five days. Ugh. I hate my 41, birthday. Forty
4: one thousand. Man, you've been around a while. You saw saber teeth, right?
9: I know, right? <laughs> it really it, it doesn't god, it's so weird age. I know we all feel it. You know, that but it's you know, think think just yesterday. I think I was like, you know, twenty five, but you know, and I had hair. And now I don't have hair and it's so weird, you know, times your life go by. It's like patches of five years and it changes every five years. This time, five years ago, I was, you know, work, work in construction and doing this. And five years later, I'm in crypto. It's very yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah.
4: That's interesting. I was thinking about that, too. I just, you know, turned 40 last month and it's like, whoa, wait a second. I'm 40 years old now I think it's awesome like I love it I've never been of the mindset to kind of negatively humanize that next decade or so in my life but um it is interesting because uh, you know me and my fiance were talking I think yesterday about this how we were like well you know do you like re- remember being like we we're talking about the kids we we're like do you remember being a teenager I'm like yeah I, I do I remember a lot of it she's like I don't remember much and I'm like really why So I don't know like I remember little fleeting moments of it but I'm like yeah it's a I guess it's a long time ago now, you know, lot's happened since then.
0: Do you, um, do you feel like the, the experience of going into crypto was the same for you? Like, you know, five years ago you were doing this and and all of a sudden now you're in crypto and you're like, does it feel that way too?
4: Yeah, definitely. Like there, you know, it was just all of a sudden one day, just like everybody out there, we're like watching YouTube videos and like, you know, of course I'd heard of crypto. I've got some buddies who had been like into Bitcoin since the early days, you know, but never paid much attention to it. And then, um, uh, you know, 20 for me, I guess about 18 or so started like watching crypto videos on YouTube here and there. And then often the races, you know, bought my first coin and then eventually saw, uh, crypto controls evergrow video, uh, which was within like the first seven days of evergrow launch, bought evergrow right there on lunch. I had, I had you know,
5: just
4: enough money to get like a little bitty bag. It started out with a nice little tiny bag that I had for a very, very long time and was thrilled, you know, and, and I had bought some altcoins, I guess you'd call them that before Evergrow grow two. Uh, but yeah, it was just out of nowhere. All of a sudden it was like, I just woke up one day in crypto
5: <laughs> and a wild, just, huh?
4: yeah. And there's like, it absorbs your whole life, you know, if you let it, I mean, uh, it just depends how much you want to be into it. You know, are you a hobbyist with it? Are you working in it? Are you an investor? Are you kind of a little bit of everything? So just woke up one day in crypto and learning and trying to soak up as much knowledge as I can about it and about Web3 along the way now that we're here and pretty wild. Did you did you start on Discord
0: as well? Or just kinda just kinda help it out?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll give you the quick story here. Um yeah, so I bought my Evergrow. I think it was Sometime between 7 and 10 days after launch. So some, right around there, about a week. I uh, saw Crypto Control's video. I was on my lunch break at work. I'm like, mm, okay. So I bought a little bit of Evergo right then, hopped right in Discord. I'll look up my very first Discord message at some point. I, I do occasionally. It just said something like, hey, everybody, I'm really happy to be here. So I hopped in just as a community member, and um, I, I was – I'm a night owl. I've been a night owl my whole life. So I was always like in discord, very active in the late nights, you know, and, uh, me and some other folks just were there and just was help. We're helping people. And then one of the mods asked me to be an educator at the time. That was what we call a helper. Now it's like your first step is to become a helper. So I become a, 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 I became a helper or a educator as it was called back then and, uh, went from there. And I just went from being an educator, and a helper, all the way up to where I am now, and that was
0: the very first week of that Discord existing. So, yeah, very cool story. I, uh, I've heard Paul tell a historian I, I mean, I knew you were in Discord a little bit, but I didn't. I didn't really know the kind of whole history of it. It's kind of cool
4: well you know and like back then too and paul can attest to this because the further you kind of get into the management side of it the less active sometimes you are in those things because we're always doing stuff on the back end with each other or working with other people but i love popping a discord discord is my home kind of like telegram is is, is some of our, our our staff's like home you know or, or even some of the community's home it's like that's where i started was discord and um so there's a very special place in my heart for it you know and uh, i love being in discord and I spent countless, countless hours in Discord and, you know, a lot of the stuff that, that that you may still see remnants of, like the night shift. Like that was all started back in the day with me and a couple folks, you know, and like, um, yeah, so like that was a whole life was living in Discord all day, every day. Just like it's interesting to watch this evolution because it's like, OK, you start out as a helper and you're in Discord all the time. You become a mod and admin, and you're there in Discord, but you're helping like other folks come up, right? And then you move into a different area of the company. You might be more back end role, like ops and management, or whatever. And you know, you Discord is now in really good hands with um, the admins that have worked their way up from just being a member to being a helper to being an admin. So it's amazing because you know you look at folks like Hyper and Drake and 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 uh, folks like Hawkish, you know who really predominantly run it and then you got folks like nicola and marios and, and all the guys in Noah and all the guys over telegram same story for them right it's like they came up and then eventually they pass off different aspects of it they're running it and then they pass it off to the next people because they've moved on to have to do other things um it's really cool you know i like thinking about that occasionally it's like a nostalgic feeling
9: yeah, yeah great, i great people there. I, I went into discord because i was made a telegram mod and there were so many of us and i wanted to stand out more like like it, it could go back in time I, w- I wouldn't say that then i was like you know like i was like man i want to stand out more than ever girl. i want to get sam's attention i want to you know i want to kind of you know be noticed more right and there was i praveen started discord praveen and jacob and i looked over that i knew there was a safe room discord because i came from the safe room community but i wasn't really familiar with Discord. But I was like, how can I differentiate myself? I look over in Discord, there was like five people in there. All I did was say hi. And then I asked Jacob, hey, can I go over there and you know make Discord like you know better and make files and all this stuff? And he just gave me the go-ahead. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna show them. You know, because I know there was a lot of people looking like that like Discord and not, not Telegram, they just perverted something over the other. And that's when You know, uh, me and Frizz jumped over there and then Rabbit and then eventually Cody, CP. Um, Everyone kind of rose up and kind of started creating all the files. So it's kind of like a, you know, I did, I was like the original, I mean, Praveen and Jacob started, they opened it up um, and then we built it up. But literally within four or five days, like, you know, Cody was a helper, like literally that fast. We just can bring anyone that raised their hand that wanted to help, I was like, we were like, yeah, come and help. And it was never ran like Cody I never, it never was ran like I was the boss. I never, I never ran it like, okay, come to me, and then I'm going to figure this out. And it was ran as a group and as a community. I never stood there like, oh, I'm in charge or this that the other thing. It was always a community and a group decision. The people at the top it was always like four or five of us, and we make a decision together. And it's actually still kind of ran that way, you know, but, but passed down.
4: Well, the interesting thing about that statement he's saying, y'all, is it's essentially kind of how the company's run, too. It's run functionally, right, um, which is very different um, and I think works really well. What that really means is, like, there's not a vice president of Luna Sky. There's not a vice president of Atlas Wallet, right? It's functional. So there are a lot of groups and people that have hands in it. You have like those of us that are running one aspect of a build and another, and those of us running another aspect of the build, all the while communicating with each other, keeping each other in on the loop and, 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 and making decisions together when need be as well too. So uh, it's kind of the same thing with the company as a whole, um, you know, functionally run like that, uh, which is great. And that works really well, um, for, especially for a startup. Uh, you know, fun fact too about Discord and same with Telegram, the evolution of it. Like what most people don't realize how many times it's been rebuilt? Yeah. So like you had the first Discord, right? Pops up, you got some channels, et cetera. You got some permissions, et cetera. And then eventually you got to start. This goes back to my conversation about organizational maintenance over time. You um, you have to constantly maintenance this thing and build it, right? You don't just build it, leave it, and it's good for 10 years. You have to constantly build maintenance and evolve your platforms, Discord, Telegram, et cetera your company and it's in a sense too because if you don't then it just gets behind and then you start having speed bumps and things become inhibited services uh a number of things so it's really cool to think back about how many times and how many people have been involved with the evolution and rebuilding of things like telegram and discord and and reddit i imagine to forever grow it's like discord itself has been rebuilt i think i'm going to say technically three times the first build the first launch of discord the first put together of it then the first initial which included like the first initial setup from the original mod and admin team and then the next folks that came in like myself and other folks that came up we revamped and you know appropriated or added or changed or enhanced particular channels permissions etc um, and just abilities of the platform. And then the next group came along. Right. So after this got passed on from, let's say like me and other community managers, uh, CP and, and rocket and everybody at the time to hyper and Hawkish and Drake and all those guys, just like over on telegram with Nico and Mario's and, and Noah and their whole team, you know, um, it's so cool to think about that because it takes that much work. Everybody. It's not something you just turn on one day and you just leave it and you just, Go in there and chat. The The reason that you're all able to go in there and chat and do the things you do is because it is constantly maintenanced 24-7 all the time on the back end. And there's a lot to be said for that. You know, hey, while we're talking about it, thank you to everyone that, that that stays on it, from the helpers to the admins, because without them, the platform would fail. You know, it requires 24-7 monitoring and maintenance. So, yeah, there's a lot to that. I
9: thought that yeah, was something to talk about. We've never really talked about that, you know. Yeah, it, it comes also, and people are, a lot of, you know, the inside already know this, is that the people that have, you know, are in there and have rebuilt it, and they've all stepped up. You know, I know I get random people in my messages all the time, and they're just random people looking for a job. And they say, I, I've been a mod in four other companies, or I can be a community manager, I got paid as much, I, I'm willing to come over there or whatever. And well, I mean, I get so many of them on Telegram, whatever, I, I ignore them now, but Everything in Discord and Telegram is people that have been in there as regular, you know, community members and then they move up and they show that they could be a good helper, a good educator. And then they've shown they move up and you just kind of moved up and the torches is passed. So it's never just someone hired to, like, you know, fix it up. Someone just kind of takes the reins and does it. Very cool to see. Yeah,
4: exactly. And I think one of my favorite aspects about that, Paul, is... Um nobody like knows how to do all this stuff usually when they they come in but my favorite aspect is is like the willingness to learn you know uh and i love that when someone says to me or maybe i say to someone else hey you know i don't know how to do that that's a great question but i'm happy to find out and we do it you know that's what it's about and i love that it's like the same thing goes with discord it's like well how do you get these bots how do we make new bots how do we just take care of this ourselves instead of having to have an outside source uh, that we delegate this to? Well, we have to learn. So we need to invest our own personal time to do that. And everybody does that kind of thing. And that's what I love about it. Seeing somebody come up and take the initiative to learn how to do something they didn't know how to do just to be there and help and do it. And I, I love that. You know,
0: it's, it's amazing to see how much it's changed over time. Like you were saying, Um you know, and there's, it's just an amazing amount of resources. Um, There's, there's probably no question that you could ask that hasn't been asked by somebody else at one point. And there's usually if it's asked enough times, there's a dedicated section to where you can find the answer to that question.
4: Yeah. And that's a great example of what we're talking about. Just the ongoing evolution and maintenance of these platforms and the importance of that, you know, like over on telegram, they do such a fantastic job. Obviously telegram is a very fast paced environment, lot of communication going on 24-7 and that's what it's known for and that's why it works so well uh with the way it's built um but none of that would happen if it wasn't for all the guys over there running it and that goes back to the very beginning from the first team like Praveen and and, and, and Jacob and them uh and and Frank and then everyone else you know Nicola, Marios and all the folks they've had with them Noah James um and there's just an there's a big list of people, and again, I always say this, if I don't mention your name, hey, it's not because I don't, it's not, it's not purposeful, it's that there's a lot of you, but we do recognize it, and thank you all, you know. None of that stuff would flow the way it does without them, so thank you, everybody. Well, here's another
9: thing, not just about the Telegram community itself, but the Telegram um, the, the Telegram app itself. So, um, when huge partnership like uh, 90 90 maybe 90 percent of our partners are when you make a group they all are on telegram um our simplex group um with partners and we're all on telegram now it starts by email and then once the devs get in everyone's from a different part of the world that literally and it's not it's not us saying hey we use telegram no it's them telling us uh you know okay make a group you know or they make a group on telegram and add us to it so i have a separate folder for you know atlas and i got a separate for all the you know partners and partners in atlas on telegram and i got a separate folder for obviously community you know things and i got a separate folder for just my friends or whatever but you know uh luna sky there's not um there's there's our devs aren't on Telegram, but those uh, those devs like to use Discord actually. So yeah. it's those companies that tell us what they actually want to use, um, like the communication. But most of it is actually on Telegram because you have to work with people all around the world, and that's pretty much the easiest one. Is that you got Discord a uh, a little bit, a lot? What and then obviously you know Zoom is a big one too uh, when you want to um, they can't use Telegram. They use Zoom uh, if you want to share your screens and stuff that people that don't use the Discord. But Telegram is big for that in, you know, not meetings, but, you know, ongoing um, chats, you know, about, you know, oh, this isn't working. Can you look at this? Um, what about this ongoing long term stuff? Yeah. Uh,
4: globally, Telegram is the most popular for sure uh, outside of the North American region. Right. Uh, and maybe the South American region. I don't know. I'd have to look at the data. But yeah, Telegram is, you know, I never knew a lot about Telegram until getting into crypto. And then I realized, like, oh, Telegram, it's a thing. Whoa, wait a second. It's like a global thing. <laughs> so Telegram is huge, you know.
0: I'm it takes a lot to
4: run it. And those oh, guys yeah. do a fantastic job.
0: Yeah, I mean, I i was going to go ahead. I know Drake loves loves to be praised. So you're more than welcome to let keep the praise on. Yeah. Drake fists.
4: he's a, he, He's in the North American region, and I can tell you where, everybody. Um, but he's a great guy. I just want to say that. He's a fantastic human being. like, like that me. guy a lot. He's Good very sassy. Drake. Yeah, we love you. He's very sassy. And he. Um, if you converse with him for the first time, don't be offended. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Take a grain of salt, right? Take a joke. Uh, no, he's... Uh, Right, he's, he's one of those folks we've talked a lot about recently because, you know, the guy just puts in so much volunteer time, now at the company. You know, it's like, and there's so many of them. You know, um, we've talked about some of the new folks that have come up too recently, like Shy William Blake. Um, there's a ton of them. I, I'm sorry, I, I want to mention all the names, but again, none of this could be a thing if it wasn't for them because, like, we can't be in Discord all the time now. We can't. We can't be in Telegram all the time now you know we can't uh we just can't you know but they can they run it and they manage it and they maintain it and they they've learned how to do these things and they've spent their own time um developing new skill sets to be able to do those kind of things why well because they believe in the project and that's how invested they are into it you know so it's a lot to a lot to say for that and, and i commend it a
0: great deal and you know with the amount of work that goes in there i think our community doesn't really necessarily have to deal with the same kind of FUD that other communities do. And a lot of that is because FUD kind of thrives in this kind of information vacuum. If they don't have the answers to what they're looking for, um, you know, or they don't, you don't get an answer, then FUD usually follows.
4: Oh yeah. That's a great point too. And it just, it brings up the thought in my head about diplomacy, the way that everyone here is able to interact and converse with the community in a very diplomatic way is astounding you know I I love it and it makes me really proud because it's like when I I, I look into chat and I'm always reading everything like everybody knows that about me like I do pretty much read everything whether I'm there and commenting or not like I see it you know Um, and I love it it's it's a great feeling to watch like you know mods and helpers and admins converse with somebody be empathetic be stern when they need to be but all the while, maintain diplomacy. Why? Well, because A, that's the way to be as a person. And B, you know, they represent the company. It's, it's important to represent the company in a positive light, you know, but at the same time, we have to balance that fine line, like Paul was kind of talking about earlier, of protecting the company, but also, uh, you know, being open minded, being willing to debate about not so popular topics or not so popular opinions, you know, so. Very, very well hey, said.
9: Hey Excellent. Moon, go ahead. Uh, Moon's had his hand up a while. Hey Moon, feel free to feel just free interrupt just interru- us. Oh yeah, uh,
2: no, no, you guys are fine.
9: Um, oh, you're kind of oh, quiet, buddy. So quiet,
2: buddy.
5: Oh, you can't hear me. You're very, 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 quiet. very quiet.
4: And just like that,
0: the moon has set. He was.
9: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like think that. he's got to drop out and come back in again.
0: We could barely hear him. It was like he was like, standing on the other side of the room or something. It Looks is, like is the, he,
4: the, name with the,
9: the name change
4: to the platform, but the problems are the same.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Twitter. Twitter X. Is I didn't bring that. A quiet I like moon is really an unusual thing, too.
4: That's so funny. CWP said that, and I don't want to detract from Moon Android's uh, question or comment, but. Me and my fiance were talking about the moon last night, and it is it is an unusual thing.
0: Go ahead and jump in, moon, anytime.
2: Uh, yeah, can you guys hear me? Perfectly. All right, perfect. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what the heck happened. Um, I've totally forgotten what I was what I was going to say. Um, telegram. Oh yes, Telegram. Thank you for that. Yes, Telegram. So. You were right when you said that Telegram is such a a fast, much more fast-paced app environment. Do you remember (laughs) when Lucro, uh, the pre-sale and the launch first came out, the, the activity on Telegram?
4: it was i do i do remember because i had to hop in on that uh live session remember that
2: (laughs) i i i think i even called for you at some point because it was absolutely freaking insane in there uh if i remember correctly it was about 10 messages per second It, it was impossible impossible to communicate at that point like the chat had to be uh muted um and that shows two things first of all Yeah, a lot of people definitely use Telegram. Uh, Far more even than Discord. Not anything against Discord, but it's just... Telegram, it seems to be the new WhatsApp uh, of the world, uh, let's say. Um, And second, it shows you guys' ability to um, market, marketing, and and build hype. Because that was absolutely insane. I I still remember
0: it to this day. Those That
9: eight-hour time. Frame was one of the most stressful times that I've ever been with Evergrow. I was, and Cody was in Telegram dealing with the community, and Nicola was. And I'm sure a lot yeah. of other people, and I was feeding them information. I was in the meeting with Sam and the devs, and literally it was all hands on deck. And we even brought in outside hands to figure out what was going on, why it was going on, and fixing the problem, whatever it was. And But we're so into trying to fix it. And meanwhile, Cody and other people are trying to ask us what is going on. We're trying to relay information, but we don't know what's quite going on until it's done. All while everything's being messed up and a lot of people's money and, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, even Sam will tell you this. You know, that was, I mean, Cody probably said the same thing. One of the most, that, that is my number one stressful time that day right there. Because, you know, so much was going on and so much was on the line and i mean we know what that what happened now but i mean jesus christ like wow that just, it, it, made- it, it,
2: it was bad it, it was bad. I, I can tell you yeah. that uh, i was an active helper at that time not so much anymore but i was a, an active helper at the time on telegram and i was yeah i, I was the most stressed i've ever been in my life so i, I can't even imagine what it was for you two no. um and for wow. sam
5: i
4: remember that day very very clearly and i remember you specifically and i'm going to talk about that in just here in just a moment if i am here, i'll be short uh this it goes back to like again paul can attest like i have this weird memory where i remember lots of little things and details and so that day a couple things yeah it was crazy everybody knows um nicholas in telegram on a live telegram you know thing whatever it's called in telegram telegram live chat or whatever he's trying to mitigate and manage the community over there who is just like losing it over the lucro launch there were bugs there were some hiccups right everybody remembers if you were there um paul and sam like he said were in, uh in uh some other folks were in uh, a meeting with the devs at the time getting it all resolved meanwhile helpers admins mods everybody the like is managing the community and their respective platforms from Discord to Telegram to Reddit, et cetera. So like I'm bouncing around at that point as a I think I was a community manager still. I'm like bouncing around to all these platforms. I'm like, okay, Discord's so somebody's got it. It's good. We're good. I can like get out of that live session for a minute. Let me go over to Telegram because poor Nicola's over there just like valiantly defending the project and trying to manage and let people ask questions that are coming up and just absolutely losing it emotionally right? He's like over there di- diplomatically balancing it and just kind of, you know, going through taking care of it and, and, and trying to address people's concerns. And so I hop over there and a couple things, a, I was in between going in the periodontist office. So I'm literally with my headphones on in the lobby, like talking in telegram, uh, to these people who are flipping out. I, I mean, maybe even getting a little bit abusive, right? Um, and, and then I go in I come out and I'm like in my car at that point. I saw my headphones on. I come back to telegram. It's still going on. Nicola's still in there fighting a good fight. And Moon, I remember you came up a few times. Matter of fact, you came up a few times, really helped with like de-escalating the situation and just kind of, you know, talking to the public there with us. I thank you for that. I'll never forget it. Um, Nicola, you know, was in there for, I think, eight hours that day. I was able to hop in for a few and help and it was a, it was a wild day for sure.
9: To wrap it up, to wrap it up, we launched and there was a bug in the system for, and so we halted training or whatever for, it, training was only open for like three minutes. So ended up like pausing it. So no announcement, but people were mad for a couple reasons. One, because they thought those maybe I think it was like a hundred or 150 people that did buy thought they lost their money and then other people were mad because they wanted to get in before everyone else you know because obviously the faster you get in, the you know the more money you can or the earlier you get in obviously. Um, so there was a big on that. but happy to say everything got resolved, every single person got their money back. Um, it wasn't a huge amount. I think one person was like twenty four thousand dollars and then uh, there was like ten thousand, maybe eleven thousand spread out over hundred people we paid every single person back uh, marius and nicola were a big part in um getting all that and me uh put together and getting that right to sam so we could you know send everyone back their money and then we launched again i think three days later perfectly and had a really good launch um people got their money back and then people actually got in when they could and all done and perfect so everyone oh, wow. helped out
2: that, that was <laughs> that was the only time I've ever seen Nicola absolutely lose his crap. <laughs> uh, you know, because there were so many people yelling. I mean, at at some point it was ridiculous. There, there was people yelling in the microphone; they weren't even saying anything. They're just yeah. yelling in anger. That's and where, I that's
4: when I came over there. It was like that was in that moment, it, yeah.
2: exactly, because that had been going for a little bit. And when I saw that, and you know, I, I don't blamed it on nicola at all he was a hundred a thousand percent justified i mean jesus the man was taking hits of left and right and i saw that i'm like okay this isn't gonna work and got cody to come over with his uh you know skills of calming everybody down and his you know uh level voice and everything which he did um but my god it, it was so insane
4: you know, I forgot about one aspect of that. And Paul mentioned this a second ago. It was like after the fact, there were some folks that we offered a period of time to send back um, lucro to who had lost some lucro for whatever reason during that bug issue. And we did. We honored that. And I think that's a big thing that a lot of people may not either know about or have forgot about. Like, we didn't just say, I'm sorry, it is what it is. Like We allowed people to hit us up and say, hey, look i didn't get this much we investigated it for them and we sent it to them and that took a lot of work and a lot of people were involved with that nickel and mario spent a lot of time double checking those wallet addresses and confirming those numbers for me and then i took those numbers and sent them to sam and he paid them out and that is a great aspect of kind of what we were talking about how the company works on a functional base it was a total team effort, you know. Like Paul and Sam, and folks were in that meeting to get the things resolved. After the fact, we had that come up where people were claiming that they didn't receive this much of the token. We said, "Well, you know what? We know there was a problem. Tell you what, we're going to do. We're going to honor our. Uh, we're going to. We're going to honor this for you. We're going to give you what you you didn't get. Um, we spent the time investigating every single wallet. I probably still have that Excel document, and it was. Hundreds deep. This was – we – what – I don't remember how long we kept it open. We kept it open for – and we made a public announcement about it. We said, hey, look, for the next blah, blah number of days or weeks, we will honor this for you. Just make sure to hit us up. We'll look up the addresses to confirm, and we'll send you what you I remember about it. Yeah. I think that's a huge call-out, man. I haven't thought about that in forever, Paul. You brought that up. And I'm like, wow, you know, like that's a really cool thing. I'm not trying to tune our own horn here. But it, it, I, it's good I, to talk about
2: it, it's good to talk about these things. Sorry to interrupt, uh, but it, but it's good to talk about these things because you know yeah. it, it, it's the mistakes and when things don't go wrong that you know should come up and we should discuss those things uh, because although hard to discuss them, it is. We I mean,
4: just look at them. huh? We made good on it, you know, and I've you seen made good on them. Not going to call it, projects out at all, but we have all seen that not happen. We've seen the exact same thing happen in other projects. And they did not make good on their people. We made good on those people, and it was a lot of work for everybody. And they deserved us to make good on it, and that's why we did. You know, and, and
2: ultimately, that is all that matters. You make good yeah. on your promise. You fix. I mean, mistakes happen. You fix the problem. Yes, it took some time. Everything takes time, but ultimately, everything got resolved. Um, so, mistakes happen, and again, like I said many times before, they will happen going forward. Expect mistakes. Expect them. Uh, but it's not about the mistakes. It's it's about how they're solved and how they are overcome. And that's just a great example of uh, not just the community, not just the helpers, not just the mods, uh, but the whole core team as well, working together to fix that and make everybody whole again. And I think that's a great story in itself.
4: Yeah, yeah. I forgot all about this, you know, because it's so interesting to talk about this now because Steve kind of to the point earlier in the conversation today where it's like, well, what was it like? Just like you came into crypto or whatever all of this stuff has gone on so many things have gone on that we're so focused on the now and moving forward that some of these important aspects we've been through um i've almost been forgotten about at this point like this aspect like returning lucro to everybody that didn't get it because of the bug on launch you know that was a big thing you know and i'm really glad we did that and we should have done that and we did we make good on it you know we even had some people hit us up even later i dealt with all the communications of it right So all the communications came in from people. I addressed them all. Marios and Nicola um, built the dock, managed um, investigating all the wallet addresses for that. Paul and Sam had kicked all this off from the start with the devs when the issue came up. So there was like this whole functional system of how this process went down over time. And and there were even people that hit us up after multiple communications when we said the cutoff timeframe, right? We said, you know what? We got you. I know that you hit us up after we said the cutoff time frame was done. Let me investigate it. We'll see what we can do for you. And and we helped them out because, you know, they deserved it and maybe they were late to 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 follow up on their own investment. But you know what? We didn't want to penalize them for that, you know?
9: Well, there's also some people well, you were the, the you were the investigator, you were the people they got messages from. There's also a lot of messages that people send and say, I didn't get my Lucro, where is it at? And they didn't do anything. They didn't they were just trying to get free Lucro, but you have to match everything to wallets and do that. And that's where Marios and Nicholas came in to say that. And then to match, you know, the wallets up. And if people said that that there was wallets, you know, so everything because everything the blockchain the blockchain doesn't lie. So you just can't go on someone's word. You know, like they could say, Oh, I bought, you know. 5,000 of this whatever but it was really 2,500 so we can go back to them and Cody can say no I got the transaction right here this yep. is your transaction and we'll give you this much in lucro at that price that you bought it at or no it was not at that price it was at the at the launch price it was we actually um, yeah we made, we the made launch a deal is. with a, yeah,
4: yeah 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 we made a deal with a specific
9: <laughs> Here's receipt
4: the baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting Paul that you said that too because it's like you're right you know it there was a lot of that stuff going on, too. We had to investigate and spend time doing that. So, like, Nicola and Mario would spend extra time investigating those. I was the one who had to communicate to people. So there were some hard conversations with some people. It's like, hey, we're going to refund you at this price. And some people say, well, that's not acceptable, this and that. And I'd say, well, you know, I certainly recognize where you're coming from with that. Here's what we are able to do for you. And, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, they got – they got some lucro out of the deal, you know, and they deserved it. But, yeah, there was a lot of people trying to get free lucro, too. and It didn't happen. And thanks to the team, you know. Hold this trick in the book.
1: Cody, there's it's, another reason to bring this up, uh, you and Paul, that I appreciate very much. And that is it shows the ethics of the company and the people that are involved in building this ecosystem. And that's a story that needs to be told over and over again, I believe. Yeah,
4: I agree with you, and I, I'm glad to have this conversation now, because honestly, everybody, like, I forgot about this. And it's not that I forgot about it forever. I forgot about it because we're so busy with here and now, you know. This is uh, this was an integral part of the evolution of Evergrow. Like, we launched Lucro, and shit hit the fan, you know. What did we do? We jumped on it. We did everything we could. There was definitely some pains out there, and, uh, you know, we we uh, addressed it,
9: owned up well, to it, and did what we yeah, had to for- take care of it from sam on down our reputation is on the line and i think we all you know from all the way from myself to whoever is involved in evergrow at any kind of level you know if you know i would have been you know i don't think i could have you know went forward if sam would have been like you know no we're not paying you know people back there you know sorry they they messed up just you know like yeah, we messed up, but they shouldn't have bought. Like, I probably wouldn't have been okay with that. You know, like, so we all share those same ethics together all the way down to Mario's to Nikola that we're doing things that, you know, we need to pay these people back and make it right and a reputation so we can say, like, yeah, that mistake happened, but we made everyone right again. It's not like, you know, that money came out of the marketing wallet. People, they, they were willing to, they bought the lucro and they got it at a certain price and we gave it to them, just like they, they bought it.
4: Well, um, that's good. I' good. to interject really quick, I remember something now about this, though specifically, and this actually wasn't an evergrow fault. What happened was is someone replicated the launch before it actually launched. Remember now? It's like someone scam launched their own thing really quick, or they did something. I don't remember the terminology. It's been a lot's gone on since then. I have to look back at it, but we didn't we didn't actually mess up the launch. But we still made good on it for those that accidentally bought a non-lucro token that was represented as lucro. That's what happened. Remember that now, Paul? we it's we cool.
9: opened up trading or something, and yeah. someone else made a liquidity pull. yeah, before yeah, we it. did before yeah, we it, did or something exactly. and you, and it should have been done the other way around. I don't think it was a bug like it was it's a thing in pan, It's It wasn't pancake swaps. It was a problem with pancake swap, but it's just the way the system operates which yeah. is in a very weird way um, that just doesn't make sense. And, uh, you know, of why someone can open up a liquidity pool before you even, you know, launch the contract. Like, it's it right. very weird. I got to figure out exactly what happened, but something along those lines happened. Someone yeah, it wasn't up like the, the result.
4: I said earlier, and I got to retract that. It wasn't the result of a, a bug or mistake we had. It was that we opened up. You know, trading was opened up through the process of getting this prepared to launch. And then Panquay allows you to be able to go in and add liquidity. And somebody did because they knew what they were doing. And then people started buying because they're watching. They're watching for the launch. They started buying and it wasn't the right token. <laughs> so, But, you know, we said, hey, we'll tell you what. You spent, you spent $100. bucks. we will give you free lucro up to the amount of $70. That's a pretty fair thing considering that we didn't actually do anything wrong there. Uh, but you saw it you thought it was us and you bought it. And I'll tell you what, we're going to help you out in whatever way we can. And we did. And I think
0: that's cool. You know, I don't know how many projects would actually do that.
9: Yeah. I think yeah, what me- the, what, no, the, like the, the, um, the, the pre-sale price was like, you know, 0. 0.02 and that's what it was going to launch at. So we, uh, or it was going to launch at 0. 0.04. So we decided, or three, Three zeros, four four zeros, four whatever it was. So we decided to give everyone tokens at four zeros five. Um, I think yeah. that was the yeah, and yeah. that was the right call. It was, yeah. that was the right call. In St-
2: Steve, let me just say this real quick to answer your yeah. question, Steve. Uh, as far as what other projects would do this, uh, I am yet personally, I am yet to find another one, other than Evergrow. So,
4: uh, well, I mean, you know, those uh, those people are important to us on the surface level did they make the mistake or Are they responsible for what they buy absolutely beyond that surface level does it mean something to us a hundred percent and you know them being made whole is more important to us than them making a mistake we're all human we all make mistakes we're all trying to buy lucro at that point and when it popped up it popped up you know it just wasn't the legitimate lucro token we had launched yet so we wanted to do something for them and uh 99% of those people I conversed with about it were happy with that. They were grateful, you know? They were
9: so happy. Like, they were like, oh my God, I can't believe you're doing this. I think it was like two people. And it yeah. was like for like $300, something like that, that was like, I should get yeah. it for free. But, you know, it was only for a couple hundred dollars. But <laughs> if you do it for one person, you got to do it for another. So yeah. sorry, buddy, you don't get it for free. And, but like, literally everyone else was just, they couldn't believe what we were doing. And, and to us, it was like, How could you not believe it? Like, of course, we're going to do this. And not talking about me and Cody, talking about Evergrow as a whole, all of us. Um, So, you know, all the way down from, you know, obviously Sam makes the decisions all the way down. They were so, and Cody was answering all the questions and dealing with all that. And actually, Cody had helpers that was helping him um, through all the, you know, I think it was Nicole and Martis, you know, through all the... um, all the messages come in and those, those guys
10: were
4: yeah those guys were phenomenal because like as those guys were doing all the tech work on the back end you know and i was doing all mm-hmm. the service work up front and it never would have gone down as smooth as it did but wasn't for everybody there you know from paul and sam to nicholas and mario's it was uh, really an interesting time you know i hadn't thought about that in a while.
9: i would go through they would do it i would go through and make it green because i checked it out And Nicola checked it out and made it a different color. It was literally triple checked and then checked by Sam. And then I even think Cody checked it, you know, and then it was, and then we gave it to Sam at the very end.
4: Yeah. I got checked by me and then I sent it to Sam and he would, yeah. yeah, So, and then I would let them know like, Hey, your funds are on the way. Fantastic. Or, Hey, this is what you get. Or sometimes, like I said, maybe 1% of those things were undesirable conversations. Well, undesirable for the person I was conversing with, but you know, I mean, you, you, hey, it doesn't hurt to ask, right? There was a few that were definitely like, that's it? That's all I'm getting? <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's that's what, we're, that's what we can do for you. you
5: know?
1: There was another thing that hit right after that because I got caught in it. And that was a bunch of fake contract numbers on Telegram.
2: Oh, I remember that.
0: I remember that. That was bad.
1: Yep. They uh, they changed
0: the, the numbers in the middle, right? So that it looked like the contract, but uh, but it wasn't.
4: So, I don't
2: so Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so the telegram, basically, basically the general telegram chat uh, of, of the official Evergirl chat um, was being flooded with fake, uh, fake contract address, like not Lucros at all. Some other fake contract address, uh, like again and again, just flooded, copy pasted, like uh, continuously. Like, how do you even? Like, that's just straight hacking, right there. I don't even uh, know how you do that.
9: It was a bot attack. Yeah, it was a bot attack. Mario's probably. But speak but more how about was the it bot? How,
2: how, how was the bot like bypassing because the chat was locked? Like that was wow. I
9: don't. I don't know. You have to ask Mario's or Nicola or no. They know more about it than than me. I'm just guessing that it had to be some kind of bot. I have no idea.
7: They they usually rename you know their that account name to um. Uh, you know, pain contract and then they put a honeypot contract or whatever. So you know, someone who doesn't know just uses that and goes and buys it and loses his money. So they they have like these stupid ways to somehow get your money.
9: Yeah, but <laughs> uh, how was it? Name. how was it they were able to get into Telegram and put it over and over and over and over again after getting it's, was it a, it was a bot,
7: right? Yeah, it's multiple accounts with the same name, and they were adding adding them in the group. But
2: but Mario, I remember the chat was locked because it was so many people that it it had to pause everything, and they were still able to do that for a while.
7: I mean, no, no, no. Is is there like if you join a group, it it will show like a small message that uh, you know Marco joined. You know. Th- that that message is by default from Telegram. So these are ac- these accounts. Their name, their account name was these like, uh, lucro cr- oh, contract.
2: So, so joining know, they were and really fast, basically.
7: Yeah, so they they were joining like different bot accounts with a named contract and, and their scam contract, whatever. So you oh. you will see the the user joined message, which is by default. Very interesting. I don't know how that's even possible. (laughs) Yeah, it's a casual telegram, you know. So so basically, there
2: weren't actual messages. uh, Sorry, there weren't actual messages messages being written by someone. It was someone's name or uh, an army of bots, you could say, and the, the name of that account or person is the contract address and by default when they join the server it shows that they just joined the server and shows their name so by doing that really really fast you can spam that i see wow that is smart
7: yeah yeah
5: yep
0: cody i don't know how you're doing on time there but i was wondering if you um if you had time to maybe give us a little bit of a Luna Sky update um the last i heard um the it's back in the hands of the dev is that right
4: yeah great timing actually because i've got to go here so this is perfect uh let's do a quick little sky update yeah um going really well uh as it has been uh we are on the last sprint as you all know um what that really means is we've got a few items left in the in progress category i'll give you kind of the breakdown of the workflow so when we submit issues they go into a category called backlog those things are um All the backlog stuff is determined what goes to to to-do, and then from there it goes into in-progress. Once in-progress, that just means what it sounds like. Uh, The devs are working on correcting that stuff. That that goes into a category called internal QA. That's where the devs double-check what they believe has been resolved. Then they send it to the QA category. That is where myself and Rocket sign off on it, final sign-off. So we've got a few things left in-progress. And some things in internal QA, waiting for them all, obviously, to get to QA, signing off, and then we're launching. So things are looking really good. This week's meetings have been great, Um, very productive. Uh, We have, of course... um, Uh, submitted some issues we came across this week paul sam rocket and myself had our meeting uh last weekend so uh all of that stuff is being addressed or already addressed and yeah we're right there it's really cool i don't want to get into too many specifics but tell you what let me open up the management app that we use i told you all a little bit about it last week i believe um it's just a project management app similar to jira or reiki Uh, we used um We use linear. So right now, uh, let me see. Maybe I pick a few items I can just tell you about, right? Like what's in progress, what's about, what's in QA for me and Rocket to sign off on. Um, Let's see. Oh, I do have some good news too. Uh, IPFS has um, been experiencing its own issues intermittently for the past few weeks. And this is regionally affected. And all that means is you could be in a particular region where things like your DNS are not updating, let's say, images to an IPFS. Uh, ipfs server um uh, not a lot we can do about that but we still have some aspects of it we can control we being the developers uh so we have seen some really good progress to see with it and what that means in layman's terms i've seen images not loading on the platform to loading <laughs> right we're not going to launch with stuff not loading of course so i think that the ipfs issues are um almost behind us which is great and wallet connect stuff seems to be great we're not having any trouble with v2 stuff side note about that the website look everybody uh per request i have removed wallet connect on the website as you may have seen if you've gone there uh the reason being is is we're looking into a couple things we may or may not want to do with wallet connect in regard to atlas wallet on the website wink wink i'll leave it at that so if you do go to the website for the first time and you haven't been there in a little bit just understand that there's some uh, under construction stuff right now with wallet anything that you would connect to swap or dashboard you still can um, input your wallet address on the dashboard just to see uh, your pending rewards or your all-time rewards you can't claim and you can't use the swap right now but we'll have that back up and running soon uh, like i said we're looking into a couple of things on the back end where we may want to uh, that, that could relate to atlas wallet and swap stuff so We'll let you know about that. But Wallet Connect V2 stuff on the sky is uh, performing great, no problems. I'm not having any issues. Uh, we're not having any issues whether it comes to Wallet Connect V2, QR code scan, and uh, browser extensions, right? So some people love to use like MetaMask browser extension, for example. Some people like myself and Rocket are big time Wallet Connect users via mobile, and others are just QR uh a qr scan connect users which is also wallet connect too but through qr scan so all of that is working fantastically it's nice because like everything will be great and then all of a sudden like nothing's working you know stuff like that comes up which we've been through time and time again so that stuff's looking good um some of the remaining stuff here that I have in, let's say, in progress or in the, the internal QA is going to be UI and UX stuff. Uh, what are some of those things? Um, let's see if I can maybe tell you a couple specifics. It's kind of hard because it's like it's not that I can't tell you what these are. They just it just without context, it doesn't make a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Um, UI wise, yeah, there's some little tweaks we wanted to make visually that'll make it easier to understand. Uh, a how-to area or aspect of the platform ux stuff me and rocket have been so deep in this whole thing for so long that like we you know we could easily uncover ux issues all day long just like sam could uncover ui issues all day long because he just has such a keen eye for that stuff uh so there's a few ux things too we're working on getting taken care of they're all in progress right now the solutions are developed for them they're just we're just waiting for him to be finished and pushed up for our sign off. So Uh,
9: I can, I can explain something like um, like on an NFT page. Like if you have, let's say you have a lot of um, it's been, your NFT has been sold 15 times and as a list, it goes down instead of browsing down the whole page. We just want to be able to browse just the offers instead of the rest of the page moving. So, you know, it's something like that, that, that needs to be fixed so instead of the yeah. whole page you have to browse down the whole page just to see the history you want to have an, an internal scroller so you can see the history just in that little box so the entire page doesn't move um i signed on the other day uh, this was last week and my profile picture didn't show now it's showing like cody was saying the ippf thing not showing but this is now it is working um so it's literally down to these little tiny things that need to be fixed everything else is working great you can launch a contract and launch your nfts all that is is fine while it connect is literally these little tiny issues as soon as they're done it's going to be pushed up
4: yeah and just to give a little context to the first thing paul was talking about stuff like you know page scrolling and internal scrolling you know what i think a lot of people don't realize on websites is how much of that stuff exists and they don't realize it because the website's intuitive right it's easy to use, Like you don't recognize these things when you go to a place and you just automatically can intuitively know what to do without really knowing the platform. So there are little aspects like that. We're just uh, finalizing the tweaks on, um, you know, on the back end and just kind of deep, deep internal UX stuff. Yeah. It's like finalizing a couple of batch upload things that we wanted to test. We've got that squared away finalizing some things between like auctions versus sales versus maybe just being minted and not actually listed there's a lot of back-end functionality stuff there we we've spent a ton of time um, this week just triple testing you know what I've uncovered a few things I'm like you know what okay it's taken this long to get to this point and I don't like how this functionally behaves when I do this so we're addressing those last-minute things. Um, why not? Because, well, these are things that should be there pre-launch. Post-launch, we're already, uh, we've are already we already got our first list of post-launch items. Uh, what are some of those items? Maybe I could talk about some of the post-launch um, integrations. Well, I think one of the things we're going to look into – this was actually mentioned in, a, in the um, – oh, here we go, Steve. You ready? This was mentioned in the Crater Corps chat. <laughs> <laughs> earlier today um and it was about like hey could you buy like a collection outright well no you can't because that's just not how it works but i'd like you to be able to so that's certainly an integration that we'd like to have very very early on after launch buy just a collection outright right um amongst a couple of other like really important things uh which i won't get into yet but yeah we've already got our list of integrations post-launch that we'll start day one of launch so we'll start adding on to that thing so yeah things are looking great super ready to get it out to you all i hope you enjoyed the picture recently because like we talked about earlier paul this is where you jumped in um you know that picture rocket and i leaked earlier portrait mode and a landscape mode on um like mobile and tablet it, it just the home screen itself go back and look at the leak from two months ago and see how different it looks that's I lot to say about that now, that being said, any quick questions or anything before I hop out of here? Because i got to go. But I'm happy to answer if anyone
1: has something. When is the streaming group coming out for the Crater Corpse?
4: <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, I'm going to make a track one day for it, and I'll do it in the traditional like death metal style. But I love it, man. It's like I like little things like that. Like I a, I a
5: bottle 11. I'll just leave
9: yeah maybe one day i will make the crater corpse track <laughs> uh,
5: that's just that's funny
9: awesome. <laughs> hey i know cody you're gonna go but i'm gonna say goodbye because i gotta go even faster um thank you guys uh sorry i was late and i'll talk to you later i gotta go see you later guys. thank
0: you paul thank you cody really Thanks. appreciate wow. you being here cody. i was gonna ask for an update and possibly on egc staking or yeah Lucro games but uh if you want we can hang on until next week and get an update on that
4: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anytime. You know, um, we did have uh, there was a big staking meeting this week. A matter of fact, I actually wasn't at the staking meeting, which I think was the first one I was not able to make it to. And the, the beautiful thing about this one was it was a demo. So they demoed a lot of aspects of the staking to Sam and Paul. Um, Rocket and myself already seen the majority of that demo work. So pretty cool. They were also finalizing a couple of functional things that they want to uh, uh, make sure are integrated and just kind of cleaned up uh before staking is finished but yeah that is also right there last sprint so it's looking really good lucro gaming um obviously is kind of uh it will say kind of it's not ahead of obviously the marketplace uh or staking uh atlas wallet uh atlas wallet's ahead of that i i think atlas wallet's ahead of it but uh lucro gaming is you know it's on deck and you know the contracts are signed They have started the work. Um, We haven't started – they're working on their foundational builds. That will set us up for our first sprint. And all that means is the first sprint will be basically a two-week process. Okay, this is what you're putting together. We're going to have a meeting two times during those two weeks to see where you're at with that, and then we test those elements. So that's on deck, and that's up next.
0: And the EGC sticking still needs um, auditing, right?
4: Yeah, exactly. It does. So, yeah, on well, both sides. So, yeah. But that being said, I, I got to chat, everybody. Um, thank you so much, Steve. Congratulations to your fiftieth space. Again, fantastic. Thank you so much, Steve. You are the absolute best. You are a legend, everybody.
0: Give Steve thank, a hand. Thank you, Cody. I appreciate you being here, and have yourself a great rest of your weekend.
4: Yeah, everybody. Take care. I love you all. Have a great night.
2: Have a good night.
0: Right on. We can go ahead and uh, continue on. I mean, I was just going to cover some basics Uh, after that. We already know about the 215 billion EGC burned. So, 215.5, actually. Um, I was going to ask you guys uh, because CoinGecko is being kind of naughty by not listing EGC or lucrative volume, the price or price action, I've been using uh, DexScreener. And that's actually a nice little tool. I like it a lot. So, if you guys are using anything else, uh, CMC, I mean, as you know, CMC is CMC. but I really actually like CoinGecko um, until they started kind of messing around. And I don't really know why that is. I'm sorry. What what has been happening with CoinGecko? It Doesn't show the um, act of the volume for uh, Luka or EGC. It doesn't show the chart. Doesn't show the um, it doesn't show the accurate price, and it also doesn't show the movement over a period of let's say uh, seven days, thirty days, you know, fourteen, all that stuff. It's just all blank. Oh, yeah. But CWP said we're not the only ones. There's um, other other projects, crypto projects that um, they're uh, they're having issues with. Not all of them, uh, just a handful. It seems like. Yeah, I'm not too sure what's going on there. So yeah, um, you guys been following Lucro at all? Um, I don't really have any accurate percentages because that was my that was my go to tool for finding out uh, what's going on with Lucro. But I know it's been up what around a hundred and ninety percent at one point. I think we're at four zero seven eight right now. It's like, uh, somebody just sold off. We're going through this kind of resistance here. It seems like it around. I wish, uh, Dan was here because he's a chart guy and he would be able to say, you know, Hey, there's a resistance here or whatever, but we get up close to nine four zeros nine and then we get a sell. So I think, I think that's kind of one of those things we're going to be dealing with until. Uh, we have a uh, utility launch, and then we punch through that. What do you guys think? That's just my guess. That's just my prediction. So, uh, what else? We got an update on Atlas Wallet. Um, the I got a couple questions actually. Before I do that, actually, scams. Um, somebody had reached out to me saying that they were getting DMs in um, on on Twitter or X, whatever, and they were they were asking them to um send them money for investment that was really weird you know what i mean like they were saying and they were saying like hey i'm not a scammer and all this that you know and i'm you know basically like a good guy and all that stuff And just be careful guys just don't just don't just don't get involved don't don't engage um you know all of these things usually end up pretty bad uh so don't really mess around with that too much you're getting dms that you didn't ask for it just be suspicious naturally so Um, there's a lot of scams going on with, like we talk about, you know, the butchered pig scams, Um, you know, just really really nasty. I I mean, I I don't know
2: how it is for you, Steve, or for most people here, but I speak personally on Twitter every single day without exception. I have about at least 10
0: scam messages, either from romance scams or financial scams, uh, crypto. Yeah. And I've heard that um, dusting attacks have, have gone up a lot. And, uh, fake NFTs, like, you know, NFT scam NFTs are coming to people's wallets and they're all, you know, they're going on Discord saying, Hey, I just got this. What do I do with it? And uh, the key thing is, uh, nothing. Um, if you're really, really concerned, keep your, keep your EGC or your, your Bitcoin or whatever it is you value the most, keep that in a separate wallet and only use, um, only buy with that. Don't, don't commingle your cryptos. Um, if you want to, if you want to risk it and chase, uh, chase a project, um, do it with a, from a separate wallet and that's the nice thing about alice you so don't have to worry about that you can do it from a separate um in a separate wallet altogether but yeah just don't even nfts don't engage with them just there's a feature in trust wallet you can hide them uh don't you know really do anything with them at all with dusting uh just just toggle that particular token off i think there's a bug right now going on with trust wallet where you do toggle it off but then it turns it back on again so it's just kind of one of those things there's been an update on trust wallets so and after there's some bugs on that so just be careful Um, there's nothing you can do about dusting. Absolutely nothing. Just don't, don't try and sell it or anything like that. The same thing with NFTs. Don't go to the website that it links you to. I saw one that was rather creative saying that my wallet was at risk, 80% risk. And I was looking at this on NFT and it basically encourages you to go to that website and, you know, like it's some sort of antivirus or something like that. Just don't engage with it. Don't get caught. Um, and.
2: Yeah, the situation with dusting and being—it is a problem, and you're right. There is really no way to fix that, at least not as yet. Uh, of yet, with you know the current technology and blockchain, I guess. Uh, and same exactly with NFTs. Any NFT that gets sent to you, because you don't have to request it. It could just send to any wallet, and it accepts it. Um, yeah, just don't interact with those things. Uh, you don't know it, leave it. Just leave it.
0: I wish. If, if anybody can invent a, a crypto DeFi wallet that can have the ability to toggle on and off, uh, revoke, revoke uh, transactions, they would basically own the market because you can just, let's say you're going to buy your token, you toggle it on. Hey, I'm going to buy my token, you know, and then it loads on your wallet. You got it now, toggle it off. No transactions can take place. Is that possible? Precisely.
2: You know, that's what needs to happen. I don't know if that's possible, but that's exactly what needs
0: to happen. If you can, if somebody can invent that, like, you got a license to print money. So,
4: yeah, I, I'm pretty sure the reason that doesn't exist is because that
2: is the current limitation of how the system works. So, so in other words, to deny a transaction on your end, I mean, I mean, think about what that means. That means you are blocking a transaction from happening on the blockchain from your end. So, it really doesn't even make that much sense when you think about it that way. I don't know what sort of workaround needs to happen for that to be a reality, but it does need to be a reality because it's a problem.
0: Yeah, and we talked about another scam too with uh, with uh, revoking uh, approvals in um, BSC scan. Uh, we cover that a couple times in these spaces where you go in and there's one of the scams that's, that's uh, there is where, let's say you're interacting with a token that doesn't necessarily have a secure... Uh, contract, you know, maybe it's uh, you know maybe it's not, not necessarily the best made contract. There's got holes in it, and people can use those potentials for exploits. So by revoking, uh, you rev- revoking the basically token approvals. You can protect yourself a little bit there. I know some people have got burned that way where they they said, "Hey, I didn't even I haven't even bought anything," and you know for like weeks, and all of a sudden I get and I get you know and they haven't even had any transactions, and it's probably through token approvals. You can do that through BSC Scan. And then there's an, uh section, I think it's in the more on the right. And then you go to a beta version It's uh, in beta testing. And that is token approvals. And you can, it costs a couple bucks. There is a scam related to that. So just be careful uh, where you go to revoke, uh, you go to revoke a token and it costs like 13 or 20 bucks or 30 bucks or something like that. And then it doesn't revoke. And then the price goes up and you tr- keep trying to revoke it. It's a gas token scam. So it can't necessarily hurt you you're just going to be out a lot of money so um it costs that much well they get you at first on the small amount thinking that you're you do it right and then the price goes up each each time and because they got you like hey it didn't work well let me try it again and if you're not paying attention you see 20 bucks or 30 bucks and then you're basically buying somebody's gas tokens for them pretty sneaky creative sneaky and not very ethical of course but just be careful of that
1: um we can just hey, open well, it up. i want to tell you i want to tell everybody that i just went on coin gecko and i found 11 other coins that are in the same situation as Luke Rowan, and ever and one bizarre one i was going to remember the name and have it, but it has a straight line through the middle of the graph with a price on that straight line that's bizarre very
0: yeah, I don't know. I'm going to keep tweeting it out, and I think you could submit a ticket through... Did you do that, CWP? Did you submit something through CoinGecko just to bug them?
1: No, I haven't uh, done so, but I intend to. I, yeah, saw, that, uh, <laughs> post, uh, I saw that post by... Oh, was it, was it Cody that did that? Or Paul? Anyway, I saw the post right before um, the space started. Yeah, I'm doing a daily post there where day number two,
0: day number three, day number four... Get goes basically messing right, so yeah. They do you seem to, to No, no, they don't. I don't think they really care, honestly, but you know, which is too bad because, um, you know, when you stop using their services, they know that's advertising fees, they can all that stuff, right? Yeah, I'm looking at lucre right now, it's, it's the price is completely wrong. 24 hour trading volume, nothing, volume, a chart, nothing, and then. A one hour, 24 hours, seven day, 14, 30 day, all that stuff. Is just blank. There's nothing in there.
2: Yeah, if, if that was happening, I don't know, with Bitcoin or Ethereum, I wonder how fast that would be fixed. But yeah, oh, yeah what do you going to do?
0: Yeah, you know, it. you have to get it fixed then. So, yeah, guys, I can open up to just general discussion if you like. I've got a, maybe another 15 minutes before I get a bolt. But um, what's on your mind? If you have any questions about, um, let's see, Bard. sorry, I didn't see your request here. Give me one second
10: the bird how you doing i'm doing very very well how's things on your end good i went down to my hometown to uh, spend some vacation i'm uh, deep in the woods right now uh, not sure how my reception is right now yeah here you're just fine <clears throat> so i missed uh, the majority of your uh the beginning of your show so i'll have to go back and listen to it later i'm not gonna uh, throw a bunch of questions at you. I'll just listen to it later. Just wanted to know uh, Are you curious about any updates on the game?
0: I'm very, very curious. I was going to ask you.
10: So we have a name. Um, I announced it inside the Luna Sky um, Creator Cores. I'm sorry. It's a what do we call it? Is it called the Creator, <laughs>
5: creator Cores?
10: Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, Nexus Frontiers is the name of the website. I went ahead and got it secured, so uh, put a placeholder up there. It's nothing pretty, but uh, just something to uh, tag the site. But uh, I should be ready to roll out a couple weeks after um, Luna Sky's release of the full release. And the initial uh, users of the website will be... It's a web app, not a website, but a web app that's mobile and computer friendly. Um, so the initial users will be the ones that won the championship in the, uh, Valentine's Day competition that I had, um, I already have those people identified, so they'll have the first accounts and access to the site, um, and we'll get them going on to the game framework and, uh. They can start building their worlds. And uh, I'm pretty excited to get this rolled out. It'll probably be two weeks after that that I'll open it up to everybody. You will not be required to have a wallet connection to the website. Um, You can roam free as a regular user with a regular account if you choose to. That'll be friendly for Web2 usage. But if you want to connect to... Uh, The Wallet Connect portion, Um, it's just a matter of proving that you are the owner of the wallet. I do not have access to acquire or do any transactions or anything like that. You're just accepting the fact that you are the owner of the wallet, and I have to prove it because I'm doing a lookup of NFTs that you will have within your wallet that you have purchased from creators that have created games within this framework that's an interesting way to authenticate um, their identity there's also locking mechanisms uh, between various uh, areas of the game so if creators choose to use NFTs to uh, block access to the various areas they have the ability to uh, use that framework to lock out those areas for only owners of specific NFTs Uh, creators can create content based off of both created NFTs or NFTs that they have purchased from others. So it's a creator versus owner type of scenario. Uh, It's a pretty wide open world, and I'm excited to see what the creators do out of it.
0: Sounds very cool. So I can't wait to see. So you're thinking um, you're going to open it up for the winners of the competition in the next few weeks, you think?
10: Whenever Luna Sky full release uh, comes out, I'm gonna I have to test a few things to uh, see how it works with Luna Sky proper because that's where the NFT marketplace is for any kind of NFTs that you're using within the game framework. Luna Sky is the only place that it's gonna work and only Lucro based NFTs. So I'm not gonna be opening the world up to Solana or anything else. It's just Lucro only because I'm a Lucro investor and I wanna. Gain the advantage of uh, lucro only. So it's going to be lucro only and NFTs associated with Luna Sky. I'm not going to run a marketplace. I'm not interested doing that kind of business. So this is just a framework to give utility to NFTs. That's so cool. That is
0: awesome. Very well done. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Can't wait to see what it looks like. No problem. Another utility. Another utility for lucro. I'm curious, um, when you uh, will I get to see uh, my character when you open it up?
10: Yeah, you're a shopkeeper. Nice. I appreciate it, man. Oh, another cool thing. Um, So, creators, when they create their games, um, they'll have the ability to. It's kind of like the Matrix where, you know, the agents can switch from person to person to person. And this will be invisible to the game players. Uh, Creators can run the role of kind of a god mode where they can become one of the non-player characters. uh, None the wiser to the other uh, players in the game. So when we get the framework for quests, which is not on launch, but uh, there will be some quests. Uh, play in place without getting to any details on that. There's another uh, layer of questing that uh, gets added to it, but basically out of the gate, the creators will be able to become players that are non-playable.
0: This sounds really, really cool. Again, I'll wait to see it.
5: Any questions for Bard?
0: That sounds really really cool. I cannot
2: wait to see. I don't have any questions in particular, but that sounds like a great project. That sounds really nice. Can't wait f- to see that.
0: Do you think there would be an option bar for, um, kind of like with Luna Sky, where you can go uh,
10: VR? Will your game have that have that ability to to do that? I've been talking to Captain uh, Captain Evergrow about possibly doing that in the future. It's definitely not going to be at launch, but I do want to work with him to uh, get this into a virtual reality uh, type of scenario. Awesome. Sounds great. Nothing stopping you, really. That would be really cool. And for the gameplay, if nobody's familiar with it, um, you've got four classes. You've got the Mage, Thief a uh, bard and warrior, and um, you can basically be a warrior as a bard. There's nothing can, uh, keeping you from doing that. There's just certain skills that are accessible by those classes that would be outside of the normal. Um, but you can play as any type of character. I mean, warriors will have magic, whatever, but it's your classic style of role-playing game. Uh, tabletop, there's dice involved, uh, there's encounters, uh, there's all kinds of uh, goodies within the game.
2: And and then once you beat the game once, uh, at least once, you can unlock a hidden class, the class of Sam Kelly, and just bulldoze through the game.
10: Well, one of, one of the things that I want to add in the future, it's not going to be at launch, but one of the things I want to add in the future is the ability for creators to create their own classes. Um, I don't have that capability yet, but I want to be able to add in new classes. Um, now, at launch, they will be able to rename those classes for their environment. So if somebody pe- plays a space world, for example, it's not going to make sense to have a mage, a thief, a bard, or whatever up in the space, so they may want to rename those classes into something else. The mechanics will be the same, but the oh, names I, see. Those I see what you're saying. Yeah, the classes will be a- appropriate for that environment.
0: Well, I'm just going through the questions right now to see if any... Let's see, Kenny ahead us. See, hey, Steve, any chance we could mention discuss how much EGC is doing? Uh, how much EGC is doing? Just like the potential Atlas wallet direct buy button for legit crypto, as we do. Luna Sky support for artists, abstract potential for being military industrial complex. We kind of went into that a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean we're, we're going to probably hit up Paul again uh, on the next space unless somebody something beats us to it here. I mean, we kind of did talk about, we, we kind of know that Atlas has the option. At least the plan is for direct buy EGC and Lucro. That's kind of, a, kind of a big deal there. And let's see what else we got here. Talked about, uh, Jack Oates had asked about, uh, pretty I mean, it
2: went to direct buy uh, even before Atlas was a thing. The, the idea of the direct buy and why that hasn't been implemented. Mm-hmm. Um, the the entire time the issue has been price and exactly. the price yeah and the price being too high and i've said before and i say again i i personally i don't see that as as much as an issue as some do um i think you you should pay a premium for ease of access and you know ease of doing things um but you know it is what it is but it, it will be
0: done uh it will be done sooner or later of course. For the convenience aspect, I I don't mind paying a little bit more if I can just direct buy, evergo or uh, Lucro rather than having to do the swap. Me neither. I mean, yeah, everywhere that's
2: how life works. You pay a premium for convenience, so it is what it is. Yes, I mean they were throwing out some numbers. We're talking about from twenty to thirty uh, percent on top of the price, and yes, that's expensive. But that's what you pay. Again, I've said I, I've made this comparison before. If I go to the uh, uh, gas station to buy milk. Yeah, the milk there is twice more, twice more, not 23% more expensive, twice more expensive than at the grocery store. Yes, that's the convenience for being right next to, to, to my house. You know what I mean? Uh, I either pay that premium or I go to the grocery store. I mean, exactly.
0: work, if it didn't work, people wouldn't pay it and therefore they would have to be more competitive. But they know where your kind of pain threshold is, right? And so they're willing to exactly. You know, it's uh, it's kind of one of those things where, um, I, I know I can't remember the last time I bought BNB, uh, through one of the payment providers. I think that it ended up by being like seven, eight bucks or something like that. You know, and you know, and you think on a hundred dollars, um, you know, it's it's a bit of money. You know, and a bit you know, it's probably. And I thought it was always just like it didn't matter how much you bought. I thought you know if you bought a hundred, it would still be eight, eight bucks. But no, no, it scales. So if you buy a thousand you're going to pay like 80 or something like that, or 60 or whatever. Oh, yeah, Yeah, percentage. Yeah, it definitely scales. And I think, you know, I think, uh, like I said, I said in uh, that we should do our own payment <laughs> provider. I just look for an
5: opportunity to say that, right?
0: But uh, we should do our own. I wish we could. Have, we had the uh, the ability to do our own, in the future, do our own uh, payment provider and uh, keep it to ourselves and keep the transaction money And to use for buyback and burn of Evergrow. Why not? Right. And uh, I mean, it would be a major, a major undertaking. But if we have successful utilities paying for, you know, you know, and I think we could do it.
2: That would be amazing. That would be a huge asset to the whole Evergrow project. That's one of those that it, that's definitely much easier said than done.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, that's, I mean, and the competition's out there, right? And so, but here's the thing if you're, if you're a holder, um, you believe in the project anyway. So you're going to use, you're going to use ours versus simplex or your or MoonPay or something like that. Right. Just because, you know, say hey, I'd rather support my own project rather than support these guys, you know, where they live, they're out in Estonia or something like that, or, or whatever, whatever country they're in. Right. 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 Yeah. I don't know. How about you, CWP? Would you, uh, you know, would you be on board with a, if we uh, did our own system? I mean, I don't know how many, how much that would cost.
1: A thousand percent.
0: Yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah, a million. I
1: mean,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it would be fantastic, and and again, the profits, even though it might be just like little, just little amounts, cents, or even you know, some, you know, ten cents, fifteen cents, collectively over thousands of transactions,
1: you know, that could go a long way for buyback and burn of BGC. So. But if we're going to do that, let's kick pancake swaps ass too. You don't like PCS. No, that's not it it's just they're the they're the big guy yeah they're they the are. target so you know let's bring them down and put us up there on the on the mountaintop
0: well the nice thing about Atlas is you don't need to use them anymore right so well buy directly in the wallet swap directly in the wallet and, uh, and completely avoid having to use pcs or another so uh, I'm looking forward to the cross chain personally but
10: yeah, I'm a fan of removing all dependencies. I mean, uh, as when you have dependencies, they fail. So uh, the more dependencies you can remove, the better. I wanted to ask Cody before he
1: left, but um, didn't get a chance to about the Atlas Wallet and where it is in in the uh, in the stream. Uh, if it's still going to be quite a, a ways away, and if the staking and all that is going to come ahead of it. He hinted a little bit. He said that it looked like,
0: because, you know, Linux got first, and then EGC staking, and then it looks like Lucre Games and Atlas Water are kind of like, you know, they could swap positions. So um, the last I looked uh, for testing, I think we're on version, correct me if I'm wrong, I want to say 16. And uh, I looked yesterday, and we were waiting for the devs to release the, the next um, test flight app. So, um, so I think we'll probably be on what, I guess 17 then. So if I could be wrong on that number, but, um, so, you know, it's been, it's been in their hands for a few days now. So, um, but you know, these guys behind the scenes, like there's some people that are work, they work way harder than me on this. And they you know, they, we've got a running, a running Google doc of all the issues that come up and then they're forwarded to the devs. They go, and there's a separate channel in discord. That's just for talking to the dev. And, um, you know, resolving any issues, whatever like that. And that's been super helpful for speeding up things. Um, and so again, we produce this list and then of course we start kind of over with the next, the next iteration. And then if there's any issues, you know, there's, there's bound to be even things that you didn't even think were an issue before are now are an issue. You know what I mean? Just because you fix one problem, you potentially could mess up and create another problem. So, but they're usually easy to fix. So, Yeah yeah it's um i don't know it'll be interesting to see i mean we got this quarter right so that puts us to the end of september if i'm not mistaken so we've got august and september you know basically a month and a half a lot of things are going to happen and i think we need that we really do um you know i'm really happy with price action to Luca right now but i'm not selling anytime soon personally I'm, I'm happy to just hodl and add to my bag whenever i can you know so but i know some people uh some people are enjoying it and they're making money off of it. And good for that, man. I'll never, I'll never get mad at somebody for selling. If you feel this, you want to, you want to like, you know, sell 10, 20%, 30%, you know, and, and then, and then huddle the rest by all means, you know, I mean, you're just setting a new floor place in my opinion, you know, cause every time it goes up and then you have a correction comes back down some people, some, you know, who may hold large bags, they might just sell off. And then now more people buy in, it's a slower climb up. And then, you know, again, you might have a sell and all that stuff. And that's fine. You know, I mean, if you believe in the project, believe in the project, you know, you're here. You're here for the long run. Right. And but I'm not saying that those people aren't. I'm just saying that, you know, some people is like, you know what? I, I think I need to take some profits. And there's nothing wrong with that. Good for them.
2: There, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Good for them. And yeah, I 100% agree with everything you said. And there's no point in blaming people for selling. That is just uh, absolutely. Uh, life happens. Anything can happen at any point. People might have bills to pay. They have to take money out. Who knows? It's not up for us to be blaming them or to be. You know, it's none of our business. Uh, in the end, what matters is the project itself, uh, the token, and its future. Um, I think Luna Sky, even the 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 the, the release, of the first version of Luna Sky to be released. Um, it'll, there will be further updates even down the line but even the first release of Linux Sky, the full release, I think that will definitely send Lucro uh, soaring a little bit Um, so we definitely have that to look forward to and Atlas Wallet obviously, that will probably be even bigger Um, so yeah, I mean it, it looks bright, so we'll, we wait and see.
0: And how many times have you been in a position where you're like, man, I wish i just sort of taken my like you know 30% off the table you know and, and you know there would have been a dip or something right and you're like kicking yourself for not taking that taking profit and uh, so like I said
1: you know like good for them I uh, see the dips after the people sell and take their profits and uh, you know more power to them but that usually brings the price down which for a stingy little me with few funds gives me opportunities to add to my bag so I'm actually thankful to those big guys that sell a crap load and the price drops because it'll come yeah. back up exactly you know you look at the chart
0: over the past two months and you just see the staircase right it goes up, up and then it comes down a little bit and goes right back up and uh i think the and it's kind of when we see the big spikes that's when you see the more drastic cells right big spike up you're usually is looking for a big drop you know and and then it's the it's the small, slow, and steady. That That's what I look forward to. Um, and then you'll have a big movement day, you know, where something happens.
2: Right. And I, and I mean, it, it's pretty obvious to see the interest is there, right? The interest in Lucro is there. And to be quite frank with you, uh, it has been there since the very inception of Lucro. I mean, who remembers the pre-sales of Lucro? Uh, it, it was absolutely insane. Uh, they were yeah, both- it were pretty Arthur- crazy yeah they were both under the two pre-sales were both under 15 seconds long that is insanity absolute insanity i've had coughs last longer than that i mean exactly right so and of course you can't compare you know the overwhelming amount of interest right at the beginning obviously uh but it shows that it's still there and it's just going sideways. Now it's going a little bit up, that's true, uh, but it's waiting for something. It's waiting for something to happen. It's waiting for something to release to really pop
6: off.
0: You know, it's, I heard somebody um, in the news say that uh, election um, around elections people don't necessarily like to spend a lot of money and it's very conservative and then about a year after an election is when people start opening up their pocketbooks They go back to normal behavior again. Um, do you think that applies to crypto as well? Huh. I,
2: I, that's actually the first time I ever heard that.
0: Yeah, usually like RVs, boats, uh, cars, um, people tend to be a little more conservative around le- uh, election time uh, because they don't know what's going to happen, right, with the, the next you know commander in chief who comes
1: because in. Because they're and, scared of the you. economy going forward. Exactly, right. exactly. It makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, I'm pretty sure it will be with crypto as well as stocks and bonds.
10: I kind of disagree. I think it's going to go with the uh, Bitcoin having. Um, I'm suspecting the end of the month of August to uh, have a drastic increase.
0: is it having though in 2024?
10: April? Yeah, something? it's like March or something.
0: So why why would you suspect is people buying ahead of time before the halving? Is that what you mean? Absolutely.
10: Yeah, gotcha. you don't want to buy when it happens. You wanna buy before it happens. Oh yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes I,
2: sense. I, I said the uh, BTC to fifty thousand before the end of twenty twenty three. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, twenty nine now it's been flirting with thirty thirty one, then it comes back down. It's gonna hover around that range. Twenty eight to to thirty one or roughly right around there. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. But I think I think 2023 has been an interesting year. I kind of thought we would be more into the recovery right now. But, but um, you know, they keep telling us we're not going towards a recession and all that stuff. We're kind of out of that. And, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I think the more we can just do our own thing, come up with our own utilities, um, people will probably look for safe haven. And, you know, we're kind of if we can if we can pull that off. We're in a good we're in good shape. Right. You know, this company is doing, they've got, you know, three, four utilities going. You can see it. You, you can see the burns. You can see, you know, um, we're pretty transparent on on what we have as far as reserves go. Um, I think that's going to go a long way for trust. And then people will be like, you know what? I trust this project. Not any projects out there I trust. I mean, I kind of safe harbor, go to this place. And um, that's kind of,
5: I hope that's the way it's going to go.
2: I think that it, you're right. Um, and, and to be frank, it, I think bo- both end of 2022 and all of 2023, right? If it wasn't for Celsius collapsing, Three Arrows Capital, uh, the banks that went under, uh, and most of all, FTX, the FTX collapse, if it wasn't for these things, I have no doubt in my mind that crypto would have recovered significantly by now. I would have had, I-, I had. I would have no doubt that BTC would have soared past the 50,000 by now. Uh, But that is just simply too much all at once and close proximity to not affect, you know, credibility and to not cause fear and to not cause concerns. It's too much. It really is. So we're in the recovery period, you know, past that crap. So it is what it is.
0: Yeah, a lot of money got taken out of the market from those collapses, and so you know, you think you, you've you given people pause. There weren't, they're not as willing to spend their money as much. I don't, you know, where did that money go? Is it still being kind of traded around? I don't know.
1: Before the collapse, I really did, uh, along with a lot of other people smarter than me, expect uh, Bitcoin to hit a hundred thousand dollars by the end of the year. Um, it's not going to happen now. It might go as high as eighty. Michael Saylor had a very interesting uh, little uh, discussion the other day that I uh, listened to his viewpoint on on Bitcoin and he laid out numbers based upon a a future adoption and uh, predicted Bitcoin to hit in the hundred billion, that's with a B like baby dollars, um, in a few years. And he gave a very good explanation of that based upon the adoption rates of how few people own Bitcoin and as it becomes a coin of the realm or realms, um, how much many more people will be trying to get it. And there's just not enough to go around. Um, as an aside to that, on Twitter, somebody suggested that Michael Saylor marry Bitcoin. I got a kick out of that. Yeah, I mean, Kathy Wood, she's pretty astute. Um, she, I think
0: she's a predicting a million dollar Bitcoin. Uh, I was like, kind of mind blowing if if she's right. kind of mind blowing. I don't know if you get a chance to listen to any of her any of her videos, but she's she's pretty smart. Uh, she um got a lot of money invested in AI. Uh, she has a bunch of money in in uh, Tesla. Did very very well. Um, and I think a couple other investments. She uh, she's pretty astute investor. That's for sure.
1: Smart woman, very smart person.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Guys, I got him running out of time here, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up for the day. want to thank you so much for being here today. I mean, uh looks at space number 50. Crazy. I was hoping Luna Sky was going to come out today. I really was. But I kind of also knew in the back of my mind it's too early. So, but, um, but at least we know, kind of Cody gave us a pretty good update of where we're at. Um, you know, he's pretty optimistic. You can You can hear it in his voice, so. Yeah, guys, thank you for being here today and uh, for your support as always. So thank you. I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you so much for all you do for us, Steve. Appreciate your help, CWP as well, for the news articles and all that stuff. Appreciate it. Moon, Bard, thank you so much, guys. Give a quick shout out to Joel M., Miguel Crypto, and let's see, ADL Evergrow. Who else we got here? Andy. Um, Let's see here. Sorry about that. Andy Vanning with Vanguard Heating. Good to see you here. Gratians and Will. Good to see you. Exponential Evergrow. And Peekaboo Jesus. Good to see you too. Michael Garber. Thank you for being in. Check Journey. Trek Journey. Sorry. I hope you have a great, great rest of your weekend. And have a great day, guys. See you on the next one.